five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel, and this is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And one of the reasons I'm laughing is because <laughs> sometimes you don't realize how much noise a plane actually makes, frankly. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, it, it is, it's really unbelievable. I, I don't mind at all because this really authenticates and proves right. where we are. Uh, I never, th- I mean, after all these years, you'd think, you know, can anything impress a guy who's been doing this for more than three decades? And the fact that we are now doing part uh, of a full radio show, really a full part of a half radio show, the way I would put it, here from the plane as we're with Nefesh Nefesh in the air over the Atlantic Ocean is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I didn't think it would be this cool, and it is, in fact, the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Joined, of course, by Miriam Alwalik, who is here and making fake Aliyah with me. How are you? How are you? Good morning, Nahum. Good morning. This is unbelievable, wouldn't you say? It's up there in the cool department. It certainly is, and I cannot believe that this is happening. We, are, uh, we came up with this idea. We... Um, figured that if we split the show for Tuesday's JM in the AM, and we present half of it from the plane with special guests, and half of it from the ground at the celebration that Nefesh Benefesh has each time all the Olim land in Ben Gurion Airport, it would be pretty cool. And I can tell you, for the first seven, eight minutes so far, it is very, very cool. And and I'm sorry to interrupt, the sound in the background, the sound in the background, it's the plane. Correct. It's the plane, and I don't mean the people speaking, I mean all the engines that you hear revving. We are actually uh, on the machine. We are inside the tube, the, the, the machine that's taking all of these incredible people to live in Israel. Pretty remarkable. It is incredibly remarkable. It also was not an uncomplicated setup to, to figure out. We came up with this idea. We both looked at each other with the, please don't tell me you have the same idea. And more than that, please don't tell me this is the same idea that you have. We... Um, we're very proud of the idea, though, and we thank Nefesh Benefesh for not only partnering with us again, but also partnering with us in this concept to do half of the program on board the flight, giving our listeners a unique perspective <laughs> into what happens on this flight in a way that they would never get otherwise if they weren't making Aliyah themselves or if they were were not able to have the opportunity that we do to fly with them just to cover the flight. Now, let me, let me first of all, I mean, um, the fact that now we're experiencing some turbulence adds to the fact that it's going to be more and more difficult to get guests up here. Right, we're, that ding, by the way. Right, that was right. the get that into your seats, fasten your seatbelt type of ding that you sometimes hear on airplanes. Uh, so that's number one. By the way, no one's listening to that. That's how you know this is an authentic situation. Yeah, that, <laughs> now you know it's a real Nefesh Nefesh flight, because nobody's listening when they're telling you to sit down. Although, no, Correct. I shouldn't say that, because earlier we had real bad turbulence, right, and, and people did sit seated. down. Correct. But this is mild, and, you know, they put the fasten seat, but I'm sure people are moseying on over to their seats to sit down as quickly as they can. But the, uh, so number one, it's going to be um, a challenge getting some guests up here. But if you could, in your inimitable style, could you describe our studio? Tell everybody who's ever sat on a plane what this studio looks like. Okay, well, number one, I think calling it a studio slightly <laughs> overstates the setup that we have right now. You might By be the right. way, props to ZK. Oh, boy. Props to ZK is right. Zalman, you have outdone yourself. Oh, and today's his birthday. Today's yep. Zalman's birthday. Well, by you? Yeah, today's oh, the... Uh, happy birthday to so Zalman. we say happy birthday to ZK? Happy birthday to ZK. Um, the situation is as follows. We have two tray tables and uh, a whole bunch of wires... 
And that's really about it. But Enough. the truth is that, yeah. yeah, and we opened up our trade table. Anybody who's been on a plane, you know, there's limited space on it. Uh, but the truth is because he came up with this unbelievable mechanism that's really tiny and really able to do a full show, which is incredible when I think about it, um, we give him the credit for all this, and we're able to conduct a show uh, here on the plane, which is pretty remarkable. There are a number of media, by the way, on the flight who yeah. have video cameras who are taking individual interviews and are walking around... You know, taking footage and oh, whatever. Oh, we used to do that, didn't we? Then we used to walk around the plane. We and meet did, people. but now we're doing this. Yeah, now we got a real we studio. So upped it. <laughs> exactly. By the way, next thing you know, they're going to be there's going to be a plaque. I would hope so. Ex who? That's what we need to endow. No wonder they put us against the wall for the plaque hanging exactly. later on, of course. Oh, that was a surprise. There's a plaque ha hanging ceremony <laughs> in the second show. Imagine that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very interesting and different studio than we're used to, but it is uh, certainly unique. And uh, 218 Olim heading to Israel. And dogs. Yeah, and there are, and there are five dogs aboard. There's a canine stat. That's how, un that's how unique this flight is. Every flight has its own ta'am, its own taste, its own feeling, its own personality. In this case, there are dogs aboard. There are three in cargo, right? Right, and there are two up here. And there, oh, somebody turned the lights back on. Yeah. And there are two um, in in coach. Yeah, correct. The two in coach. Right. Yeah, how they? I don't know how. I don't know who they knew. They I got the know. better seats. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know who they're sitting next to. Is more likely. Um, I don't know what their choice was for dinner, but it is a it is an exciting. It is always exciting to be on this plane. It is always exciting to be part of life-changing moments for all of these Olim, but this added element really makes things uh, that much more exciting. Yeah, people will probably be surprised to hear that we've never done this from the plane. We've never actually done a full radio show from the plane. It is of the course first not. It's crazy. Right. It is a little nuts. Right. Uh, it is the first time, but uh, we'll see uh, We'll see how it works out. I have a feeling it should be, it should be very nice and very interesting, and we'll have a lot of special guests. The, um, the, the flight we mentioned is 218 Olim. Uh, the 50,000 mark will be going, they'll be going over the 50,000, 50,000 they'll be going over the 50,000 mark on, uh, in August, during the August flight. <laughs> is our neighbor sleeping? Our, our neighbor is very much sleeping. I'm wondering if you can hear our neighbor sleeping. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. That's <laughs> funny. Okay. I don't know how good this mic <laughs> is. Another way to authenticate that <laughs> we're really on a flight. Somebody's right. sleeping next to us. Um, so, and, and they'd go over 50,000, and the, the work that they've been doing since 2002 is legendary at this point. Uh, with all the people they brought to Israel from North America, and with all the jobs they've helped people get, and all the uh, and all the um, uh, help that they've given people in terms of where to live and how to decide where to live and what to do with their families, education-wise, and if there's any other situations, whether it's a medical license that's needed for a specific job it, or anything else, any industry at all, they have the wherewithal to go ahead and give accurate and important information to people so they can go ahead and do and do what they want to pursue their dream, frankly. And uh, it's continuing now. It's 15 years. Uh, it'll be 15 years next right, year. It's 14 years and it just keeps going. keeps going with this incredible enthusiasm. Rabbi Fass, who's one of the founders, said at the ceremony in Kennedy Airport that he's done this all these times before, 40-some times, that there's been charter flights in addition to all the group flights. And for him, it just renewed each and every time. A renewed spirit, a renewed commitment, and renewed joy. There was a couple of very interesting moments I found at the ceremony at JFK. Number one... I commented to a couple of people on the Nefesh Penefesh staff and then to Rabbi Fass himself that I have never heard him repeat a speech. He gets up at each ceremony, he welcomes these olim, he gives them a bracha, he gives them a blessing, and he has a different message for each group. Yeah. And he has been doing this literally since its inception. 
but each time he gets up there, it is a, with a renewed sense of optimism and, and blessing. And I find that completely remarkable. There's no, I've said this already, there's mm-hmm. no, oh, I heard him say that three years ago. It, it's, not, it's not like that. It's not like the bar mitzvah speech where you're the rabbi of the <laughs> shul and you can't figure out what to say anymore that's different. Every, every single time he's up there, it's unique. And I, and I tremendously, I give him tremendous credit for that. And every group to him is unique, which yes. is so incredible. And different personalities. And one thing I noticed in terms of the personality of this group, besides the canine statistic, mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun to watch those families at the ceremonies. But there are always touching moments. There are always tears. That, and, and there are always hard goodbyes to watch, yep. right? But I noticed at one point that we wished a mazel tov to the parents of, of a family who, was ma- who were making aliyah. Right. You know, obviously the grandparents in this situation. And we were wishing everyone Mazel Tov. I mean, that's what you do. It's a celebration. It's a big simcha. It is a big simcha. But they, they, those parents at that moment couldn't hear us. And I thought that that was very telling. We get on this plane and we quote unquote make fake Aliyah. <laughs> and we sit here completely jealous and unbelievably humbled and somewhat embarrassed that we'll be flying back in a number of days. And we long to be these people. But there's all these family members that we have to look at that are still back who are trying to put aside their own personal feelings and emotions, etc., and accept that mazel tov, to accept the mazel tov. And to experience the joy. Right. is is hard for the parents who know that their kids are happy and they're yeah. doing what they want to do, but nevertheless, it's they're apart, and that, I think, is hard. So that was a, that was a moment for me that I didn't... I didn't really grasp until until this morning. Yeah, and one of the things we always emphasize is that those moments before the flight, and even the tekes, the ceremony at JFK itself, has this real bittersweet feeling to it because of this separation that's about to occur. But once you're on the plane, <laughs> and all that separation has gone by, then it does turn into a really festive atmosphere. It's the party bus. Oh, yes. I refer to it as the party bus on and off the air. The and it, party it bus really in the is. sky. It really is. Amazing. All right, we're going to be joined by some uh, some wonderful guests, and I think the people that uh, most need to be heard are the Olim. We'll have some of them coming up. Yeah, we have a number of Olim who are going to be joining us on the air. We have, of course, uh, Tony Gilbard and Rabbi Fass right. who will be joining us, the dynamic duo, as we love to refer to them. We have a Columbia graduate mm. uh, who is a recent Columbia graduate who is making Aliyah. We also have somebody that you and I have discussed on the air before, um, and we adore him, Shachar Azran. <laughs> now, Shachar is a personality in and of himself, and we're going to have to take the mic away from him at some point. Yeah, you better stay on the air for that right, one. I'll be here. We'll be here, the three of us together. But Shachar is a professional photographer who not only covers every first He's family. Everywhere. Exactly. Every first family and every this and every that. He is the guy in the know who has contacts with everyone. But we'll see how many Nefesh Benefesh flights he has been on, but he certainly has been on a... Uh, a great majority. And what he thinks of them. And it's going to be interesting to hear his perspective. I want to mention that we had tried to get a member of the El Al flight team to join us, but that's not going to be able to happen because it was not cleared beforehand. But I do have to... Don't they know we're an impromptu, freeform type of setup? Don't they realize that? Don't they see what we look like Don't they like see here? what they look like? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, there's on. no signage. There's no nothing. Yeah, come on. Um, but I want to just give them a shout-out. 
because we have commented before just how gracious and how wonderful the LL in-flight teams are on these flights in particular because they know there is a mission. Right. They are bringing Olim to Israel and they feel it. And everyone is smiling and everyone is cordial and everyone is helpful. So, you know, a to them. For them, it's not the easiest flight, to say the least. No, it is certainly not, so. especially when they're, we're 30 minutes outside of Tel Aviv and they try and get everyone in their seats. <laughs> right. and I mean, for, those, for those of you who have ever been on a birthright flight or <laughs> those of you who have ever been on a uh, summer tour, uh, you know, kids' flight, you know, teenage summer tour flight, right. you know exactly what we mean. Imagine we mean. that to the nth degree. Yeah, exactly. It is a, it is With people of all ages it behaving is that way. exuberance, correct. Because right. you're not going to find too many adults behaving that way, but in this circumstance, in this we scenario. Also, we also want to thank do. Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography, who was with us at JFK, taking pictures of the Tekas, of the ceremony that was going on, and what you are looking at now on the NahumSiegel.com website, on our homepage, as well as on the app, is a montage of photographs from the celebration this morning at JFK, in addition to Olim checking in, saying their goodbyes, etc. So while we knew we would not be able to have a video feed here on board the flight, we did want to make sure that there was a visual component to the first 90 minutes of this morning's broadcast. And so we thank Mayor Kruder for partnering with us in that. Thank you, Mayor Kruder. Thanks. We have a lot of people to thank, which we'll get to coming up. All right, so Shachar is joining us next. Shachar is on deck. And then I assume we're going to have to, because of the time constraints and the way the flight works, I assume we're going to have to get to Tony and Rabbi Fass uh, soon after that. Am I right? Yeah, pretty soon. But <laughs> what's nice about, about having Tony and Rabbi Fass on is that, number one, hopefully we'll be able to have them on in Ben-Gurion as well. Right. But also, they are captive audiences here. They can't, they're not going to run to Nachan Sharansky, who's coming in, or this person who's going out, or whatever. The Tekas is not happening yet. The ceremony, the welcome ceremony at Ben Gurion that we all look forward to watching and being a part of, isn't happening yet. We're on a plane and they can't get off. That's so it. So we have them. And they'll be here coming exactly. up. Exactly. All right, Jerusalem is calling, as Miriam Wallach always reminds us. My name is Nachum Siegel. We are on the flight. No joke. Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. What you're listening to between now and 7.30 Eastern Time is directly uh, our experience here on the flight itself with Nefesh Benefesh. You are listening to JM in the AM. open desert tent history's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load and brighter than the sun you shine Jerusalem you're on my mind you lift my soul you echo the divine Providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space, Jerusalem. To you I turn and trace my steps back to you now again. Jerusalem is calling, Jerusalem is calling. 
is calling is right and a lot of other great cities in Israel are calling as well it seems because a lot of uh, wonderful people here on the Nevis Nevis flight are going to be going to a whole host of different cities a variety of places around Israel to live once we land in Israel which is expected to be in a few hours we are actually on the flight doing the show as opposed to doing the entire show at Ben Gurion Airport we're actually doing half of our show for Tuesday morning from the airplane. Could you imagine? And the aforementioned Shachar that we spoke about is here next to me. He has been on many of these flights. He is a uh, world-class, world-renowned photographer, and he can tell us what about some of the special moments that he has seen experiencing all this. Shachar, Boker Tov, Shalom, Shalom. Oh, Slisa, Rega, Tadaraba. And Boker Tov, Shalom, Shalom. How are you, sir? I can't complain. I woke up this morning. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, you estimate, you estimate that this is flight number what for you with Nefesh Benefesh? I would say it's about my 20th flight to, uh, to Israel with Nefesh. Uh, and what stands out for you? Do you remember the first time? Do you remember the first few moments? Is there a specific time on each flight that you look forward to more than others? Tell us some of the highlights of being in the unique position that you have with Nefesh. To be honest, being Israeli, we never uh, understood this feeling. But uh, since my first flight, every time in each and every flight, you find a very, very special moment. If it's uh, the doctors are flying to Israel, or you see a three-month-old baby sitting with a 94-year-old beautiful woman, and uh, they're very, 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 like, moment that you really perish. Like, and 
for Israelis is very very hard to understand and uh, um, it's a, a really a great feeling to, to see it. Do you uh, have any photos of these multi-generational families where there have been three or four generations together making Aliyah? Of course, we have it. We have, I think, uh, once we had a five generation actually in the very same photo. Wow. But um, I have to share with you, and we mentioned it earlier, that uh, uh, being a photographer, and I travel around the world, and, and very few times in my life uh, I feel when I take my picture. I can tell you that uh, by far in 94 when I took uh, uh, the picture of uh, King Hussein with uh, the late uh, Itzhak Rabin and President Clinton in the White House, I can tell you that I felt that moment. I knew that I'm part of history. And on many Nefesh Benefesh flight, I feel my photography. And this is a really unique, unique moment for me. I know it's early in the flight. Anything that stands out, aside from being with us, anything that stands out. <laughs> pretty good, by the way. Yeah, being with us good. is pretty good. <laughs> I can't complain. Aside from that, anything that stands out after all these trips, could something be different about today's flight than all the others? So first, being with you, I know that I'm already invited to the next Sukkot. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the first thing. But uh, it, it was very special to see five twins, actually. Uh, five sets of twins are aboard. And right. it's, it's, That's think cool. about the odds. How many flights you can see five sets of twin on the very same flight? That's cool. So, and you know what? Looking at them, uh, going to five different cities, um, that's another special moment. And over here, they're all bonded. They're not, there is nothing to do with po politics over here. There is nothing to do. Um, you really appreciate those moments. Now, as a photographer and someone like yourself who's well-known, and I'm being serious now for a moment, well-known around the world, it, it, it is, it's established, and it is well-known, that people like you have a keen eye. Like, I don't know how many others would have either noticed or have paid much attention to the fact how cool it is that there's five sets of twins and that they're part of this whole experience. What is it about that keen eye that gives you an ability to photograph something or figure out that this should be photographed that others may not see? You know, that's very interesting because uh, very often I've been asked about um, all those phones, Instagram, everybody are photographers right. right now. And that's great for us, for photographers, because we can show a different angle, a different moment than anyone else can show. And having said that, it's all about three seconds. And what I mean is, before you take the picture, and this is a tip for all uh, our young photographers, before you take the picture, think. Think for a second. Is this is the right image? Can we add something else to this image? Um, do you feel it? And you know what? Before you click, give them a few more seconds, because the mother, yes, she's crying, but she, in two seconds she can put her hand on his shoulder. And that's the image. And today, when we're shooting with our phones, right. we're shooting and shooting and shooting and doing the editing actually at home. And in order to be a great photographer, you have to edit while you're shooting. Mm. Do we officially call you a member of the paparazzi, or is that a degrading term? Um, I don't call <laughs> paparazzi photographers. I can tell you that. They are, they are spies with cameras. There are spies with cameras. You don't have to be... There is nothing to, to do with art. There is nothing to do with photography. There is nothing to do with uh, uh, lighting. 
it's just being the right place the right time um, and it's really I don't think they belong to the world photography should we ask Shachar the question that must be asked before we let him go obviously but of course you ready I'm ready the most famous or proudest moment for you in the world of photography the image that you are most proud of that you took over your career um, to be honest we spoke about it and, and really the the and House? really to be at the White House with President Clinton and King Hussein and Rabin and you know what I'll, I'll share with you a very short story that years later uh, I asked uh, uh, President Clinton assistant to sign if he can sign the photo for me the president so he went to his room he came back without a photo and he said the president would like to see you and I got into the room the president said hi I'm Bill I said, well hi I'm Shahar Mr. <laughs> president and he signed the photo and he said you know he put a, his hand on my shoulder and said this was one of the happiest days of my life and I miss this man so much wow interesting is there a my I, do you mind if I jump not in not at all is there a photograph you wish you hadn't taken hadn't taken I can tell you there are one or two images that I could take and I didn't as of respect to uh, the person wow. uh, and one of them is was a uh, Israeli goalkeeper who died in a car accident many many years ago and we got to the scene uh, we got to his father restaurant and we saw his father sitting outside partying having fun and we knew that he didn't know that his son had died. So that's one of those moments that I was with another journalist, and we loved this man very much, and we agreed just not to pick up the camera, leave the place, and come an hour later. So wow. uh, do you agree with me that only would happen in Israel? <laughs> that seems like it would only happen in Israel. I, I agree with you, but I but that's also it's a wonderful commentary on Shahar and on the respect that yeah, people that have. That a real photojournalist has. Exactly. But yeah. unfortunately, we're so lacking that in today's yeah. society, that kind of human approach. It's all about the get. It's all about gotcha, as opposed to respecting the person. And so hearing that story is very heartwarming. Uh, and now we have to admit Shahar's the real deal. With all the joking around we've had I with know. him over all these trips, now we, we have joke to admit about it, that but we it's true. Admit, he's the real deal. He's and the guy. He's the man. Just to be clear, Mr. Siegel is my PR agent in the last <laughs> few years. So, no, thank you so much. Well, we, we love associating with you. Yes. Shahar, who's going to be easier for you to photograph, Hillary or Trump? Well, um, you've had more I experience hope, with Hillary. I hope President Clinton, she will do well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now we know where he wants to be. <laughs> Tadaraba. I'm Israel Chai and Nisiatova for the 20 something time for you. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, Shahar. Unbelievable. Uh, we learned a lot of that, I'll tell you that much, that's for sure. More coming up here at JM in the AM as we continue on the plane. Could you imagine we are on a moving aircraft? We are on an aircraft. We are, move, we are on a moving aircraft being led by some responsible pilot just feet away from us. That is true. It's also fun just to give people a perspective of what's going on. There are a number of people who are gathered in front of us schmoozing like they would on any other El Al flight. There are kids running around behind us, running up and down the aisles because, of course, they have nowhere to go. And there's a tremendous <laughs> yeah. amount of energy. Limited space in the Exactly. Plane. That was one of the best pieces of advice, by the way, that I got from my aunt, who has seven children of her own, the first time we flew. 
she told me. She's like, let them run around. There's nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> Just let them get it out. Then, get lost. then there's the gentleman next to me who's enjoying <laughs> some R&R and some sleep. And there are people in pajamas because are it's... You- it's nighttime in Israel. Are you getting the feeling there's some networking going on in this section as we do the show? I'm getting the feeling that there's more than networking, that there's like, you know, hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Strat- strategy right. and hawk. Exactly. Going on. I feel a little left out, to be honest, but, yeah. uh, but we got a job to do here. All right. Who, uh, who's coming up next after this song? I'm not telling you. All right. We'll have a special guest, no doubt. Miriam Alwalk joins me and Malcolm Siegel as we continue on this amazing flight, a flight to Israel. That is only a one-way flight for 218 people. Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, information, by the way, for you to start your very own uh, application for Aliyah. 8664-ALIYAH. 866 and number 4. And then A-L-I-Y-A-H. And You are listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Been a lot of places I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know So I'll be rising Back home No, we won't forget Where we came from The city won't change us We beat to
the Maccabees. They do a good job on that song. It's called Home, and a lot of people are going home on the flight where we are sitting right now and enjoying a live, well, almost live, uh, broadcast here at JM in the AM. We're on a plane. Can you believe it, Miriam Wallach? We're on a plane. That's what they tell me. That's what the big LL sign above our head says. Crazy. Exactly. Uh, with me is uh, Marissa Young. Marissa Young is, uh, until now, until today, a resident of West Hempstead, New York. After today, she'll be a resident of what city in Israel? Uh, your side. All right, good old Jerusalem. <laughs> we love Jerusalem. Uh, she's a recent graduate from Columbia. Is Columbia the joke they all say it is? It is a joke, right? That's not such a joke. I'm, kid I'm, I'm kidding around. Don't worry. <laughs> Believe me. I couldn't last a day at a place like that. Trust me. I'm fine with that. Now, I know Columbia is a tremendous academic institution. Did you have a good experience there as a Jewish youngster? Was it a good experience? I know you know how it is on these Ivy League campuses these days. Not everything's easy. Was it oh, fine for you? Are you yeah, wearing that's your the age-old question. Are you wearing your Columbia Hillel shirt? I am. It shows right. that I am a proud graduate. Nice. I did have a good experience there. The Jewish community was amazing. Oh, really, good. really... All right, Couldn't our, our listeners for... need to hear that, <laughs> that there's some wonderful places around the country to get a good education and yeah. to be a proud Jew. No, it's true, it's true. It's, there's a ton of Jews, and I made some really, really amazing friends. Baruch Hashem. All right, Marissa Young is here. She's heading to Israel. Why? When did you make this decision? What was that thought process like? <laughs> this decision has been a long time coming. Um, Can I ask how old you are? I'm just curious. I'm 21. I'll be 22 next and month. And it's been a long time coming, which means what? Since the age of 10, you've been thinking of moving to Israel? Actually, it's funny you mentioned 10, because I went to Israel for the first time when I was 10 and I wrote in my journal on that day that I was fulfilling a lifelong dream which is <laughs> kind of funny because what 10 year old has a lifelong dream right. but yeah it's been it's been coming my whole life I wow. think it wasn't so much of a decision as like natural um, I wanted to go to Israel ever since I can remember and so this after is not I did it was just this is home. not following in someone's footsteps or being encouraged by anybody. This was your own mission. Um, well, my family's very Zionistic. We love Israel. We support Israel. You know, big parade goers with the signs. <laughs> um, specifically, my grandmother is, um, my whole life was always talking about, you know, how important it is to support the state of Israel and our soldiers and she would buy things from that are made in Israel even if she didn't need them just because they were made in Israel. <laughs> well, she sounds, sounds wonderful. Um, so you're heading to Jerusalem. You are, you are what? Fill in the blank. How would you describe your emotions right now? How would you describe what you're going through? How would you describe how you feel at the moment? The most mixed emotions. I am so, so, so excited. Um, and yet, a few hours ago, was was one of the hardest things to leave my family. It was, it was very emotional, really, really sad. But are you but I'm nervous? Excited. Are you nervous about what awaits you on the other side of the world? Who's not nervous to move six thousand miles away? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, um, but I know there's a lot of good people there, and I have good friends and family. And what are your plans? Anything lined up yet? I'm actually going to the army. Very nice. Call it Kavod. Thank and you. And is that all set? Like, is that something you could do from the United States and just make all the arrangements and know when <laughs> you're heading in or not? So it's actually not, um, unless you go through a program like during Sabar, which I'm not. Um, but mostly, I've just been talking to a lot of people, trying to get as much information as possible. And the second I land, that's when showtime starts. And you could be in the army as early as. They say it takes like four to six months, but it's not really. You know, it's like a big. Any big bureaucracy, you're not really going to get answers. 21-year-old woman heading to the Israeli army. Who just graduated Columbia, right. and I'm wondering <laughs> how she's going to apply her Columbia degree as an Ola. Good question. Um, 
that's something that I really, really hope to be doing. I studied political science and international relations, and uh, there's a lot of things in the Army that are related to that, so I hope to get a job that has something to do with foreign affairs or um, strategic policy, um, maybe Army spokesperson. There's, there's a lot of units that I'm interested in, so I'm trying to keep my options open. How's your Hebrew? pretty good. It is pretty good. Where, did you study abroad for uh, for your gap year? Yeah, I did. I studied at Majeshat Harova in the old city. Cool. Um, I mean, I learned Hebrew my whole life, and I went to Hank for, um, you know, elementary school through high school. Um, and then after that, it was pretty much watching Chadashot Shtayim every day. Wow. And, um, Israeli TV, music. You know. Unbelievable. I found that my seminary year, when I could understand the news in Hebrew, <laughs> I knew that my Hebrew had reached a certain level. Yeah, it's really satisfying. Right. <laughs> oh, it certainly is. And Amazing. to yell at someone in Hebrew is also very satisfying <laughs> yeah, and not yeah. sound like an American. Yeah. When is your family coming to visit? Uh, I'm sure there are plans. Hopefully as soon as possible. <laughs> um, maybe November. No flights are booked, but they'll be there. Marissa Young from West Hempstead, New York, graduate of Columbia and heading to Israel on this flight. Have you met anybody you know on this flight? Uh, yeah, a few people that I know from like, like that I've met here and there. No one that I know well. Right. Um, so I, I'm alone on the flight. And well, you're not alone. Yeah. You got all these great people to party with as you start <laughs> to uh, get closer and closer to Ben Gurion Airport. So you took political science. Any favorite historical figures in the world of government, whether Israel, the United States, or anywhere else? Whoa. I'm um, right now, I'm hoping you're a Hamilton fan at this point. <laughs> Hamilton? Hamilton? I, I haven't... You mean the play or the person? Well, yes. <laughs> Everybody in New York yeah. means both but right most now. Most historians in your field think <laughs> the person. We I have someone here who thinks the play. <laughs> I haven't seen the play. I'm moving to Israel, so I'm trying to save my money. Exactly. But, um, but Hamilton, the, the historical figure, is great. Big fan of Reagan. Uh-huh. Uh... I mean, if you want to go with Israeli politics, yeah. there's plenty. Um, Begin, for sure. There you go. Um, now we know why she's I love the book. The book, The Prime Ministers, is oh, a favorite of mine. It's a phenomenal book. She's not 21. This kid is not 21. I know. It doesn't seem that Anybody way. who just said The Prime Ministers is one of her favorite books. Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, when I was handed the book, some book I was like, that's a 700 pages long. <laughs> well, you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. If that's one of your favorite books. Well, good luck, Marissa. Marissa Young, West Hempstead. Normally, I would say round of applause, but I don't know if this audience will. Oh, look at that. Oh, Our audience is compliant. A round of applause for Marissa and all the young old women. Good luck to you. Thank you for joining thank us today. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Our first Ola of you know, the day. This is. This I know. Is a, I, I know. Unbelievable. I know. I'm shepping for you. I'm shepping. You're you're fantastic. You are unbelievable. You're thank you're you. unbelievable, and you're doing it at so the right time. You really are. We are. We are incredibly jealous and. <laughs> Increasingly humbled as this flight goes on, <laughs> as this broadcast goes I, on. I can think of much stronger words to use about myself, but I'll take humble. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take Thank that. you very much. Thank uh, you, Marissa. More coming up. Keep it right here at JMN. We are literally on a flight, on a flight, a charter flight to Israel with Nevish Benevish. Could you imagine? I thought we had done it all over all these years, but we had never broadcasted from a plane. That has changed today as you listen to this Tuesday edition of JM in the AM. Uh, meanwhile, we continue uh, with this selection as we, um, as we present more and more from our uh, flight here with Nefesh Benefesh. Here is the one and only Shlomo Kalba.
next guests are from an area that uh, often is called uh, wall-to-wall jam in the am country. Yeah, Bergen County, New Jersey. Wall-to-wall Nahum Siegel country, as we say. Uh, David and Penny Rabinowitz are here. They have said goodbye to Englewood, New Jersey. So long, Bergen County. Uh, Bergen County does not have the same number of Jews they had yesterday. Uh, David... You like that, huh, David? It's unbelievable how sharp I am in hour number one. Uh, David, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. You've heard of this show before, right? Indeed. Penny, welcome to JM in the AM. Hello. How was it saying goodbye to Englewood? Difficult. It was difficult. We'll, we'll get over it. When did this whole process start? At what point did the Rabinowitzes say to each other, you know what? It's time to get to Israel. 35 years ago. <laughs> Slow process, huh? <laughs> when did it accelerate at what point? <laughs> uh, about a year ago. Oh, very nice. In the, la in the last five years, three of our four children have made Aliyah. Wow. And have we been with them on plays? I wonder. With any of their kids. Yeah. We probably have been on, with them uh, on, on some of these flights, one, right? One was on one, one of these flights. One was on okay. And the other took uh, group flights. Group flights, right. flights, right. And once three out of four are there... That's it. We'll leave one behind. It's time to move. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, it's, a, it's such an <laughs> it's, and it's a tough way for him to find that out, I think, on the radio. But. <laughs> uh, he doesn't listen to Jamie and me, don't worry. The, well, he probably knows somebody who does. He won't, he won't listen to anything that I listen <laughs> to. <laughs> That's where we lose out. They won't follow their parents' example. Um, I, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the funny parts of doing the uh, shows that we do in New York with Nefesh Nefesh is that we really can't announce that certain people are there because others in their lives, like their family or their co-workers have no, or their boss have no idea they're thinking about Aliyah. In your yeah. case, I guess it's well known already. Yeah, except for the U.S. Marshals. But they yes. don't know about it? Thank <laughs> God. What's the plan? What's going to be happening? The Rabinowitzes will be in Israel. What city will you be in? We have an amazing setup. We already have businesses set up. Um, I've been doing events in Israel for Very six years. Very nice. And uh, I'm just continuing. I'm growing it. It's based where? It's based in both Englewood, New Jersey and Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim. Very nice. That's good. Yep. That works All out set. nicely. And, and do you have something to occupy your time with? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I recently started a financial planning and wealth management business. Uh, my clients are all Americans, most of whom are back in the States and right. some of whom are uh, in Israel. So it's a, it's a new venture, but it's something I've been doing in one form or another for the last 30 years. All right. You're both professionals. Analyze for me the Nefesh Benefesh process. It's, uh, any kinks? Any? Uh, <laughs> any? <laughs> no, it's. I guess the word is chink, right? It's chink of the armor. Anything, anything that that, that should have been done better. Obviously, we know well, the answer to that already. But <laughs> uh, how would you evaluate the Nevis Nevis experience? Every everything was really uh, fantastic. And I felt that even before they upgraded us to business class. <laughs> so it really that was it, the clincher. It, huh? Exactly. Um, if I get an extra pair of slippers, I out of the. That but they got you. It's really uh, every. They're so professional and such a great energy and so attentive and it makes you want to. It's such a warm embrace from the really from the from the first interaction. Is your new home going to be in Jerusalem? Yes. Very nice. Well, you can't beat that. Moving straight to your saline from Englewood. Welcome anytime. I appreciate that. And I'm sure your neighbors in Englewood also appreciate it. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Uh, the Rabinowitzes. It's uh, David and Penny. They're here making Aliyah on this unique and incredible Nefesh Benefesh flight with 216 colleagues. And we wish you the best of luck. Thank Sounds you. like everything's great so far. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, more coming up. This is JM in the AM. Say it again. What are you doing, Walter?
Oh, you want to know what the fourth kid is doing? I have, I have to revisit the interview now? Okay, uh, we're speaking with David and Penny Rabinowitz. Miriam Wallach insists that since only 75% of your kids have been discussed in this conversation, that we find out what the fourth one is doing. He's, uh, he's a senior in college. All right, he's fine. He's we fine. Can she sleep at night he knowing that he's well taken he care of? He's very, very happy that we left. <laughs> yeah. What could be so much? We'll be just... I love it, I'll tell you. Yeah, the three kids are working and one is going back to school. What cities are um, they in? Two in Jerusalem and one in Tel Aviv. Very nice. There are you have all planning to meet you at the, the celebration? If so. they know what's good for them. Yeah. <laughs> they better be at the celebration. Well, well wait, before you leave, anything else? <laughs> Thank you very much. Coach. It's much appreciated. Thank you to the Rabinowitz. It's a Mazel Tov to Thank you. you. Wishing Mazel Tov to everybody on this flight. After all, it's a big simcha as we talk about and experience what these olim are talking about and experiencing. Soul Farm is next at JM in the AM, and then we'll be joined by two Jewish heroes. We'll explain who they are coming up. in the morning on a Tuesday, a unique Tuesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, 
Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. I said we have two Jewish heroes coming up. It is the first time with all the conversations and all the interviews at mega events in Ben Gurion Airport on the telephone. Erev Shabbos Shlach, with all the times we've spoken to them over the last 15 years, it is the first time that we are having a conversation on the aircraft itself. The actual aircraft that's flying 218 Olim, staff, press, volunteers, etc., to Israel as they make Aliyah. We welcome the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh, Tony Gelbart and Rabbi Yoshua Fest. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Look at you. Look how awake you are and how invigorated you are. Fresh. This is fantastic. Thank you. You, Thank must you. Have, you must have napped for hours already on the Oh, flight. yes. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Isn't it so quiet here? It's amazing. No babies crying. And we've added to the excitement, let me tell you. We don't need babies crying. We're making plenty of noise. I asked this to uh, people earlier. It's a question that we don't always get to because we're never on this flight uh, doing a radio show. Uh, is there a moment, is there a, uh, a time during this flight itself where something begins to hit you, where you're saying to yourself, we are involved in such a special project, and no matter how often you've done it, it seems to hit you every single time at that same moment. Is there something that you can cite on these flights that's like that? Tony? Yes. Which is it? I'll tell you what. When I take my corner seat by the window, <laughs> yeah, and I see my partner, Rabbi Fast, sitting next to me, I look over to him, he looks over to me, and we go, we did it again. And the thing is that I get a dossier, which I just finished looking at, of all the people on this flight, and I see and I read about the amazing doctors, and lawyers, and engineers, and kids, and teachers, all following their dream and making Aliyah. And the crazy part of this thing is, and I just finished it, I take my walk up and down the entire plane while people are sleeping, while people are eating, while people are watching movies or doing whatever they're doing, and I think for them what is going on in their mind, and I think for myself what's going on in my mind. And it looks at something special because you'll find very, very different backgrounds but essentially they're all Jews with one dream returning home you know Miriam pointed out and I've said it in the past as well it seems with both of you you have this you know renewed incredible enthusiasm for each and every one of these flights I'm not minimizing the flights and how exciting they are they're wonderful and we're glad to be part of them but it must be you know after what is today 43 44 what are we up to in terms of charter flights 54. 54. 54. 54. After 54 charter flights and sending off a group, you know, 54 times, one might think, you know, it might become a little stale. It seems that both of you are able easy to excite. I think the two <laughs> of us. We have very is? low bars of excitement. It's Listen. all about your personalities. That's what it is. No. <laughs> when when you see when you see the excitement in the eyes of the Olim, it's their first time, the only time of making Aliyah. Some of these families have been in touch with us for years, have been coming out to seminars, events, phone calls back and forth, mega events, and they, they're talking their three-year plan and their five-year plan, and you've been in touch with them, and you see their kids grow up, and all of a sudden you see them at JFK, you know, lugging their luggage, and it's finally their day, and you see the tears in their eyes, they're getting brachot from their parents, and the hugs, farewell, how could you not be moved? And then you have guests that come on the plane from our partners, and they're witnessing and experiencing for the first time. Right. And you're explaining to them the process and explaining to them the next steps. 
and they get moved, and then you are moved emotionally. It's uh, the it's, dream it's becomes a reality. To, yeah, it's hard not to be touched by it. Um, Look, yes, Tony. For, for us, even though it's not, but it could become routine, and that's a great routine. Yeah, that's but true. But everyone who's making Aliyah is making Aliyah for the first time. Right. So that's the excitement. Right. You're also going into your 15th year together. Right, you're heading into your 15th year at this point. Well, we started 2002. Right, so you know, soon enough we'll have a 15th anniversary for Nevis Benefesh. It does take some type of vision and some might say discipline to keep your eye on the ball and to really appreciate each and every one of these flights each and every time. I heard that the 15th anniversary it's a silver falafel year or something. Is that like what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Or golden pizza? Because our fans pizza. told me it's only falafel. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I was told. Uh, July and August flights. This has a different makeup than what the type of flight you'll see next month. Am I Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And give me one or two examples of that differences that will be. Uh, well, the lone well, soldiers is, the, is well, one the next example. Next flight right? is a lot of a lot of lone soldiers. Half the plane is filled with with a younger younger population right um, incredible po inspirational um, cabin of close to 80 90 young adults who are going straight to the army so that takes on a different flavor on this flight we have a lot of families and a, a nice representation of people who are moving straight to the north and south which is really incredible it really is amazing one of the great one of the great moments, I would say, is uh, on those flights that do have a large collection of soldiers or those who are heading straight to the army. Uh, you bring them outside the plane, you know, as they uh, as they deplane. <laughs> They're taken to one area. They get together and take one beautiful photograph. A commitment, a commitment of a hundred or whatever the exact number might be that time around. A commitment of no, like no other commitment to the land of Israel. The Olim, of course, are making a commitment. It's admirable. But you're talking about a group of people that's willing to give their lives, as we know, and it's happened, unfortunately, you know, many times, uh, for the land of Israel. It's just an incredible sight. That, for me, is one of the most iconic moments. There you have it. It's breathtaking. Yeah. For me, it's breathtaking. And the support that they get from their, from their families in this move is equally inspirational. Yeah, I've pointed out to you how remarkable a job is being done in so many areas of North America by Jewish families of all backgrounds when it comes to Zionism. Yeah. It is incredible to see people, especially, you know, people listening right now might think that soldiers come from one area of Jewish American life. You have seen them come from everywhere. Yep. Really incredible. Uh, well, uh, more and more is going to be happening. There are, um, uh, there is another flight in August. There are group flights all the time. Uh, another charter flight in August, I should say. And now both of you have a North American primarily we know, thank God, there are people listening around the world, but primarily a North American audience to speak to. You're on the plane. You're here escorting a large group of people to Israel, and we are literally speaking from the aircraft. Give me your message, Tony, and then Rabbi Fast, give me your message to the people of North America as you sit and are flying toward Tel Aviv. The message is very simple. If you have a dream to move to Israel, and you need a little bit of help. There's an organization called Nefesh Benefesh who has a lot of partners are ready to help you. It's the first phone call, the first email, the, the first, you know, fax or whatever. Uh, first <laughs> checking out the website. Um, from that, we'll give you a spark. And the spark will give you the flame. And, and we'll go from there. We'll, we'll take care of you. It's a good message good time for me to remind everybody that there is a website nbn.org.il and a toll-free number at 866-4-ALIYAH and they can start their process right now we know many listeners have done that 
after hearing these pleas or these pieces of advice? Or by fast, what would you say? Well, I was called for this interview as I was thinking about what I wanted to say at Ben Gurion. And part of our DNA, our national genetics, is to yearn for a homeland. And since 1948, we have the rare, miraculous opportunity to actualize that dream. And unfortunately, um, hundreds of thousands have had a difficulty of transitioning from yearning to actualizing. And don't underestimate the power of a national inertia. We've seen it many times. So I beg whoever is listening, for their own sake, to start breaking that inertia and to start taking baby steps to examine how they can change the destiny of their of the people and also of their family's future and start making baby steps in seeing how they can make a difference and uh, entertain this option, this incredible option of moving to Israel. And you've seen this happen almost 50,000 times already. 50,000, yeah. Look, if anyone out there thinks their situation is unique and special, I can assure you, them, all of them, that with Nefesh Benefesh, about 50,000 people already have come through our hands, there have been a lot of unique situations and a lot of special circumstances. So take the plunge, make the call, look at the website, and don't be afraid. Phenomenal. Thank you both, Jewish heroes, whether you like it or not. Tony Gelbart or by Yoshua Fast. Do people realize this visual? <laughs> Do it you is, want to explain it, this visual we, we, to maybe we went, to your listeners? We went through the details earlier for the listeners. The, the poor guy next to me is trying to sleep I, for the last three hours. We feel so bad about <laughs> but that. But he's a happy guy. But we got to conduct One the of the interviewees is in pajamas. <laughs> the other one's sitting on the floor. I'll let, we, the, I'll let the audience decide which one's which. <laughs> and we have visual evidence of all this. I'm sure there have been photos taken already of this scene. What, oh, can no. I, what can I tell you? This is what we call a makeshift studio. So awesome. Boy. You guys really provided a great makeshift studio, I can tell you that much. Well, you know, of all the interviews we've ever done, we've never asked you a question. Oh, yeah. Well, so, it's with my turn questions. to ask you a question. How do you feel <laughs> being the voice of the Jewish people and drive time radio in the New York area, especially being able to be on this plane and involved in all the things that you do? How do you feel? How's that responsibility? Because you're awesome, and you have to understand it's a major responsibility. Well, I appreciate that. There'll be a follow-up question by me as well. <laughs> I, I, I do, I think, I hope I, in fact, appreciate the awesomeness of this responsibility. Um, how do I feel? As I sit here in this chair, I feel that the, the fact that I'm in the position you just mentioned has given me an opportunity to do some amazing, incredible, and special things over all these years, this being one of them, of course. And, you know, earlier, it's funny, earlier we were talking about uh, uh, people who at times will come over to me or my, one of my staff members and talk about transitions that have happened in their lives because of what they've heard on the air, uh, because of things that we've said, or even people who've made Aliyah, frankly, because, and attributed to us, attributed to the conversations we've had on the air, whether it began the process or whether their entire thinking of moving to Israel was because of all the, all the things we've said about Israel over the years. It's a, an unbelievably satisfying feeling. It's sometimes really hard for me to believe that, you know, that we can have this kind of influence, but, you know, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. So it's just, it's very satisfying and a big, big privilege that I don't take lightly. Wow. Thank you. Great. Here's my question. 
I'll be I'll be soft. This will be your softball. Uh, yeah. Thank God. Well, let's see what he calls softball. <laughs> Without a question, uh, undoubtedly you've inspired tens of thousands of individuals to palpably connect to Israel, to viscerally connect to Israel uh, over so many years. We pick up the the products, the byproducts of the inspiration that you've really made on so many different individuals. Now, how do you, what is your source, continued source of inspiration to be an unapologetic, unabashed, fervent Zionist who, who understands the miracle and the miraculous times we live in and pass on that inspiration? Because if you can share your source of inspiration to others, and I think that will also profoundly impact this generation. Um, I, I, I hope this comes out in a positive manner this answer. I was once walking in Hebron and made a point of, and I, you know, I'm relatively large and have a, pre and, you know, establish some type of a presence as I walk down streets and sidewalks sometimes, or at least have the capability of doing that. And I made sure as I was walking in Hebron with my family that I walked a certain way and made sure that everybody there saw that there was a certain posture, a certain attitude that was being uh, projected on the streets of Hebron at that time. And Someone commented, wow, you're so courageous, you're so brave. And I said, no, I'm the biggest coward there is. But for some reason, when someone says to me, you can't live here, or you can't be here, or we don't want you here, for some reason, it just gives me some shot of, call it courage, bravery, anything else you want, and it just spurs me on. Now, that might be coming from a more negative place, so to speak. But with the whole world, and believe you me, as I get older and as time continues to go by, it seems it's happening more and more with the Internet and social media. It seems to be happening more and more, and in more and more countries, it seems to be happening. With so many people telling Jews what their true feelings are about Israel, and frankly, what their true feelings therefore are about Jews, it just gives me the enthusiasm, the desire, the incredible momentum to just keep fighting and to keep uh, issuing to everybody out there a positive message about Israel and a positive message about our heritage. And as you said, Israel and our heritage are intertwined. So and I think that's the uh, I think that's the motivation, or at least part of it. Thank you. Thank you for being on our show, Nachum. Yes. <laughs> We're now in our next interview. <laughs> Where's my producer, Toddy Kramer, to get these guys out maybe, of here? Maybe moving Nachum over, I'll get a seat. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's Tony? my ticket to getting off the floor. <laughs> I never thought that I'd have to move to give her my fastest seat. You'd think you'd have a seat on a plane like this, huh? No problem. You would you think. Know. You would think. Thank you both. All right. Thank, thank you. you both. Thank you very much for being here. Jewish heroes both. Simple as that. Uh, we are at, you know where we are? We're 30-some thousand feet in the air. How many feet in the air are we? Are we? Or meet, I'm sorry, how to speak... I we speak, have to check the screen. i got to speak like somebody who's actually making Aliyah. How many meters are we in the air? I need to know. Right, but we're making fake Aliyah, so it's but still fake. But still, we've got to right. you know, fake it then and make sure we uh, utilize the right terminology. I want, I want to be honest that that might have been one of my favorite oh. moments <laughs> ever, but certainly on this program today. Hey, I'll tell you. That was good. And I didn't even know that was coming. Yeah, hey, I didn't know any of that was that coming. That was a lot of fun. I, really, I, I thought they were serious when they said, you know, thanks for being on our show. 
Yeah. To me. I thought they were being serious. Maybe on the next flight, Rabbi Fast can get a seat. Maybe he'll know somebody on that flight that he can get a seat. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not understanding what we're talking about, just just check the social media here. Exactly. And you'll see exactly how that interview was conducted. Exactly. More coming up. It's JM and the AM on a Tuesday. The second half of our program starting at 730 is going to be from Ben Gurion Airport. A long road of tears and broken hearts. The flame that wouldn't die. The hope in our children's eyes. The taste of the land of milk and honey. Our God is alive and well. It's a dream come true in our lifetime. A supernatural miracle of birth. Confidently flying high upon the wings of eagles to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
J.M. and the A.M. Sam Glazer. It's called To Jerusalem. All right, Miriam Al Wallach has a, a... Is it Dove? Is it Dove Cram? Dove Cram is here. And we've just played a great round of Jewish geography. I don't think we lost that round at all. It would have been more fun had we done it during visiting day in Camp Arashah, but that's okay, because <laughs> getting right. you on campus is a different story. <laughs> really? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so Dove remembers the old days in Camp Arashah. He is also the uh, grandson of the legendary Israel Miller, who was the chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations Correct. in the 1970s, I would bet? That sounds right. In the 1970s. You just freaked him out a little bit that you just did that whole thing <laughs> by yourself. And uh, his uncle is Michael Miller, who, of course, we know from JCRC of New York and helps us with the parade and everything. And uh, it turns out that uh, somehow uh, the two of you are related. <laughs> exactly. Right, so Honorary relatives. Exactly. exactly. Anyway, so uh, Dove is here. Where do you live until today? Until today, I've been living in Newton, Massachusetts. I grew up in Brookline oh the my. last 11 years in Newton. So you know, uh, you know who the rabbi is in Newton? Uh, if you're talking about Rav, uh, Rav Benji, as I affectionately call him, Rav Benji Samuels. So one second, it. is my cousin not in Newton? Is Rabbi Siegel Rabbi not? Rabbi Gershon Siegel is the rabbi of the shul uh, right across the street. I davened there for many years, uh, and I didn't leave because anything uh, happened. I, I left uh -huh. to run towards uh, Rav Benji. <laughs> <laughs> I support both, both shuls. So Rabbi Siegel's my first cousin. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. The okay, world but continues we're still to get closer smaller. Related. <laughs> I was going to say that I, I win this round, but I guess not. Huh? No, not so much. <laughs> anyway, so you're in Newton, Massachusetts. In what line of work? Uh, building contractor. All right, and it's at some point you say to yourself, you know what? Let's just drop everything and go to Israel. Yes, that how it works? Blow it all up and uh, start start over in but the is, homeland. Is that really what happened? What really happened was, uh, unfortunately, uh, I lost my father a little more than a year ago. And uh, after he died, you know, there was a lot of uh, time to think about things in a different way. And at first, I started thinking about how, for all of us, life is short. Uh, even if you get to live a long life, my father died very unexpectedly at a, a relatively young age. And uh, so that caused me to start thinking about, if life is so short, what are our priorities in life? You know, I should know that off the top of my head, but I had really never stopped to think about it. And I shuffled that deck a lot of different ways over a month or two. And no matter how I looked at it, family was uh, very clearly the most important thing to us. And uh, my siblings and I have, have now chosen to make Aliyah in reverse, reverse birth order. <laughs> With my youngest sibling, my sister, making Aliyah about six years ago and my brother two years ago. And uh, except for my mother, who's still in Newton, but plans to make Aliyah in a few years, the vast majority of our extended family lives in Israel. Wow. And so it became very clear to us that we needed to get uh, closer to family. Uh, where are you going to be living? In Ephrat. Oh, wow. Six doors up from my brother. Oh, yeah. no. What neighborhood of Ephrat? In Zion. Oh, you're in Zion. Oh, boy. The lower Pitom stretch. That's what? crazy. What street, may I ask? We're going to be on Hatsiporan. Oh, wow. Of course. And Nachum will be there next week for Shabbos. Um, <laughs> this I coming Shabbos? Whatever. We're going to be up in, uh, in Kibbutz Lavi celebrating my nephew's bar mitzvah. Right. Oh, so so he just invited himself over. <laughs> okay, come. You should come up. I love Efrat. The Miller family is well known for a number of things, including community service. And I know that it has been a tradition to serve in the U.S. Army as chaplains. Is that something that made it to your generation? Was your father also someone who served? No, my father didn't serve. My father, uh, so my uncle Michael, as I'm sure you know, uh, he served. My cousin Yoni, my uncle Michael's son, my first cousin, he served, but in the Israeli army. Ah. Oh, that's funny. and not as a chaplain. Got it. And your grandfather? My grandfather was a chaplain in the uh, is sure. in the uh, U.S. Army during World War II. 
Right. Amazing. Wonderful family history. Oh, yeah. Talk about iconic families. You're part of it. My, my grandfather, Rabbi Miller's, one of his closest friends, Rabbi Schachter, Goodness. who was also a, ch- a chaplain right. in the right. U.S. Army, he was with the group that liberated Buchenwald. Buchenwald where my father's father was one of the prisoners. Oh so there's my a gosh. famous picture with Rabbi Schachter speaking to the Yeah, I know that picture. The survivors. My my father's father, my grandfather, my Zaidi, is in that same picture. And so, so then years later, my father and mother get introduced, and you know, the rest is history. Unbelievable. And then history continues as you make Aliyah on this flight. Have That's you incredible. Have you or has Nevis Nevis helped you line up work for uh, your stay in Israel? Uh, I did not pursue them for help with work. I'm starting my own construction company. I've teamed up with uh, an Israeli Kablan. Uh, I was just going to say, there must be a lot of red tape, I would guess, that has to be... I interviewed a lot of Israeli Kablanim before I found the one that was going to really really work uh, for me, uh, because I'm looking to do something um, a little bit different than than what exists currently in the market. We're going to be marketing towards native English speakers in the high-end sector, and we're creating a a full-service company with related services, uh, including you know, realtors and mortgage brokers and accountants and uh, architects, interior designers, so we can take uh, a client who wants a turnkey experience and help them from start to finish dealing with somebody who speaks fluent English, who understands the standards in high-end building, wow. and uh, hopefully give them an opportunity to build for themselves instead of what they're doing now because they're afraid to work mostly with Israeli builders, uh, where they're buying at a premium through developers. Will your company be based in Efrat or Yerushalayim? Or? I'm based in, in Efrat. We're going to work anywhere uh, that, there, that there's work. So I'm expecting to work in, in the you know, areas where there are a lot of native English speakers. Uh, and I, my or dream is to do my first project in Yerushalayim. But I, I won't turn down a project elsewhere in the country if it comes, uh, comes to it. If you're starting to help build Israel, may as well start with Jerusalem. Huh? And your wife? My wife is a te- trained as a middle school English teacher. But uh, her primary role, I told her her job, her job, if she chooses to take it, and she was very happy with the idea, is to focus on helping our children get acclimated, helping all of us get acclimated. And, uh, and then we'll see. We'll see what she ends up doing from there. What were the last days like in Newton? Was there a big send-off? It was amazing. Uh, I mean, the whole experience has been surreal. There was a, a very big send-off, uh, really, which started maybe five or six weeks ago. We have another family on the same flight with us making Aliyah from our community. And they traveled around the U.S. before coming (laughs) to New York for this flight. So we wanted to celebrate with them. And there are four other families from our shul also uh, coming, either three making Aliyah and three other families moving back to Israel. So we wanted to do something when all six families were around. It happened to coincide with the Shabbos. We were celebrating the pre-Bat Mitzvah celebration for our number two, our daughter, Abby, and uh, on Sh- at Shalashudas, they had a, a, a huge um, get-together where we celebrated all of our upcoming uh, Amazing. Foods. So Newton, Massachusetts is a feeder for Nefesh Benefesh. 100%. Unreal. Dove, good luck to you. Thank That's you very much. Mas, the entire family. Thank Unbelievable. Uh, we got to thank Tani Kramer. Tani? He said he could help us put together a great show, and boy, he wasn't lying. That's for sure. This was so much fun. This was great. Uh, our makeshift studio has served us well here on the flight, and uh, we thank everybody at Nefesh Benefesh. My thanks to Miriam L. Wallach. We are concluding our first half of our Tuesday show. Second half coming up in minutes, and of course, that'll be from the Tekes, the celebration, the ceremony that takes place upon the arrival of all the Olin at Ben Gurion Airport 
in Israel. I thank you all for listening to JM in the AM. This time each and every Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser, his words, Zechonishmasser of Zebin Rabbi and Esther Basar Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Mesechah Savadah when Rabbi Yosef ben Kisva became ill, Rabbi Chanina ben Tradyan came to visit him. Rabbi Yosef said to Rabbi Chanina, Chanina, my brother, don't you know that from heaven it's been decreed that the Roman nation should be rulers over us? They have destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, they've killed the Tzadikim, and they've caused his wise men to perish. And yet, this ruler continues to exist. I have heard about you, that you sit and learn Torah. It has been banned by the government, and you gather public assemblies to teach Torah, with a Torah resting on your lap. Rabbi Hanina replied to Rabbi Yosei, From Shemayim they will have mercy on me, meaning that he would be shielded with divine protection. Rabbi Yosei was disturbed. I am telling you things that are factual and significant, and you're telling me things of the supernatural, that from heaven they'll have mercy on you. I wouldn't be surprised if they burn you and the Sefer Torah in a fire. Rabbi Hanina said to Rabbi Yosei, Where do I stand in regard to Olam Abba, the next world? Rabbi Yosei replied, Did you ever find yourself placed in a challenging situation? Rabbi Hanina said, Yes. I had my personal Purim money once become mixed up with general Tzedakah funds. I gave all the money to the poor without trying to recover my own share. Serbiosi said to Rabbi Hanina, If that is so, let my portion in Torah be from your share, and let my lot in Masim Toivim be from your lot. Life is full of Nisyanus, challenges. Our job in this world is to meet every challenge and to pass them. A few years ago, there was a very religious Jew that arrived in a certain city to assume the position of rabbi. One day, he traveled into the city and he took the bus. When he paid the fare, he received change. But when he took his seat, he realized the bus driver had overpaid his change by a quarter. When he considered going back up front, a person that was sitting nearby said, you're going to go back for a quarter? What does he care about the quarter? No one will know it's missing. He also noted that the driver wasn't Jewish. He remained in his seat until he arrived at his destination. As he left the bus, the Jew went over to the driver and he said, you gave me too much change. The driver said to him, aren't you the new rabbi in town? The Jew replied in the affirmative. The driver continued, for a long time I've been grappling with religion, whether to go to synagogue or not. I developed my own test and decided to see what would happen if I would give you a little extra you can be sure that you will see me in your synagogue this Sabbath. As the man descended the steps, the rabbi felt himself shaking. He went over to lean on a lamppost for a few minutes until he could regain his steadiness. He said to himself, 
Ribbono Shalom, Master of the World, I almost sold a Yid for a quarter of a dollar. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. JM and the AM, and as promised, the second half of our Tuesday broadcast is from here at Ben Gurion Airport. The first half we conducted on the plane itself, which was quite an experience to say the least. A makeshift studio like none other on a very exciting journey of uh, 218 Olim uh, to uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, a very spirited landing, as it always is. An incredible celebration here at Ben Gurion Airport. And look who we've stumbled upon. One of the great stars in the world of Jewish music, Benny Friedman, is here. Benny is enjoying this celebration, I assume, for the first time. Am I right? Yes, indeed. Good morning to you. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome is right. Uh, welcome to all these incredible Olim. Describe for everybody, from your vantage point, the scene when you saw this outpouring of love from people in Israel for people who are just moving to Israel. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I see people getting off the bus in tears. Tears of joy. It's, this is an unbelievable experience. This is something beautiful to see. It is something, and something amazing. And people come from all over to make sure to be here to greet the new Olim and to experience this entire celebration. Now, you are actually part of this celebration. When they heard that you're in the country, all of a sudden, yeah. you're tossed into the limelight over here. They made me wake up so early. <laughs> oh, that was the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so, I just figured I won't go to sleep. That's it. At some Too exciting. At some point during this ceremony... You'll be asked to entertain the crowd and greet them with a nice musical performance. Yes, Bezrat Hashem. And you consider that to be an honor, I would guess. This is an honor. It's, this is, I mean, I, I can't, my, my, my insides are buzzing. This is so exciting. Uh, in the background, lots of music, a lot of greetings, uh, snacks for the people who are on the plane who are desperate for something to eat or drink at the moment. And uh, soon you'll have a formal ceremony where members of government and, of course, the leaders of Nefesh Benefesh will go ahead and address the crowd and make this an official welcome from the podium. It is really something special. We've had the opportunity to do it before, but it never, ever gets old. And you can understand that, right? How it never, um, ever gets old. I know. When I come to visit for a week, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm crazy with excitement. I, could, I can't even imagine what it would be like knowing that you're coming here to stay. And what do you think of the crowd? The 1,500 people that come on out just to greet everybody and make sure welcome. to make a festive and celebratory atmosphere? People have been here waiting. For over an hour. Yeah, that's true. And the excitement is just growing and growing and growing. We saw on the video screens the airplane as it landed. Oh yeah, they have. Yeah, that? the people that's coming cool. off the off the plane, and then of course waiting for the buses to arrive. It's just, I mean, I just keep saying it again. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it is amazing. We're in an airport hangar. We're actually in an airplane hangar here at Ben Gurion Airport. That's where the celebration is taking place this year, and uh, this uh, this is one of two charter flights for this summer. In August, there'll be another one, which will include a tremendous number of uh, lone soldiers who are going to be coming to Israel. This trip included of many, many families, a lot of kids, some soldiers as well, but mostly dominated by families. It was a, uh, a very nice and interesting trip watching all these young families with their babies and young children move to Israel. And you just got the feeling that they were, doing, they were doing it at the right time, that they decided it's time to get to the Holy Land and make our lives here instead of somewhere else. Yeah. So Especially because of the heat wave. In New York, New Jersey. The weather's a good enough reason to make Aliyah, huh? I, whatever reason, Even whatever excuse that. you can use. Have you decided what you're singing for the new Olim today? I figured I would do a brand new song for them. Special, we wrote special for this morning, for this event. We you're, call it Yesh Tikva. A special song yeah. for the event. Is it similar to Yesh Tikva we're familiar with? It might be, I don't know. 
All right. Uh, they, 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 in fact, hoped that there would be Tikva, that there would be hope for them to finally get here, and it's appropriate because they are here now. Anything else on the playlist today? We're going to do Toda. Oh, very nice. And we're going to uh, drink L'chaim and bless them with success and happiness, and the rest of their life should be just as joyous and just as happy and just as exciting. Amen. Benny Friedman, everybody. That's Benny Friedman. He's here in Tel Aviv to welcome the Olim and to be part of this celebration. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, Avram Zamist. Thank you, everybody who was, uh, who's here today to welcome the Olim. Uh, yes, Miriam El Wallach, your impressions? I think it's, first of all, the crowd is insane. Yeah, this is a big crowd. It's insane. But more than that, it's so much fun seeing so many previous Olim here to welcome other people. And I just saw the Marilises. I don't know if you remember ah, Vinny and Amy Marilis, yeah, who made Aliyah from North Woodmere. Wow. They're here, and they're here welcoming friends and just, you know, returning the favor, so to speak, for other people who came out for them. I know Paul Sirkin, we said, is here somewhere. Paul Sirkin, PC guy, is here. It is part of his tradition to welcome other Olim. And um, we just saw Haley Gersberg. Haley Gersberg, who I asked her, I'm like, who are you here greeting? She's like, I'm here for the Chavaya, for the experience. Again, it's just incredible. And there's that humbling and humiliating moment when we <laughs> when we get off the bus. I got to tell you, if you saw my expression this time around, I just can't take it anymore. I just this is, this is, Why do I feel like this one was harder? I know. Right? In, a, in as stoic a way as possible, I just made my way straight to the exactly. hangar, and that was it. Uh, because there's some real Jewish heroes here who are now have moved officially from North America to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. And hopefully what they've done is going to inspire others to do the same thing, to look into uh, being Olim Chadashim and, uh, and moving their own family to the Holy Land. We were on the bus with one family who came and I looked, with four little kids, and I looked at him, the dad and I said, you're doing, the, the, you're doing right by your kids. He's like, that's what they tell me. <laughs> but they are... They're all heroes. And we mentioned all the families that were on this flight. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy schlepping the kids along. And Look at those smiling faces. Oh, there's some very happy people here. I just saw Marissa, who we oh, interviewed yeah. in the first right. uh, segment of the show. And I said to her, I wish her a mazel tov. And she said, thank you. And she goes, was I on the air yet? I'm like, no. And she goes, I don't know what day it is. I said, right, exactly. But there's uh, there's a tremendous amount of hope in the air. There's excitement in the air. And this is a hangar filled with Jewish heroes. That's for sure. Jewish heroes and wonderful spirit and just a, an incredible array of people who are here to greet them. Um, it never gets old. No. And that, that plane ride was, was one of the more solid plane rides. Oh, a lot sure. of great spirit aboard. Uh, a lot, but you know what was interesting about this plane ride? We met a lot of people who were first-timers with the press. First-timers as observers, first-timers with um, organizations that are part sponsors of this event, and just seeing their excitement and how they view the entire thing and how they look at these Olim was just wonderful. And what was interesting was that when we were watching the first set of Olim come off the plane, you talk about first experiences, standing with Rabbi Josh Fast, who has done this many, many times. What did he say, 54 times? I, I looked at him and I said, never gets old. He's like, I know, isn't it great? It's so for some, I mean, for us, We've done this how many times? Five or six times, we yeah. figured. But for him, when I when I commented in the first segment of the show that his that Rabbi Fass's remarks at JFK are never the same, this just belies that same message. It's always fresh for him. It's always amazing for him. You know, he and Tony look at each other. We did it again, kind of a thing. 
it is yeah. an unbelievable blessing to be that inspired at work, to want to work that hard, and to know that each time a flight takes off, you have succeeded again. And they see the fruits of their labor because oh, they remarkable. see these incredible people from young to old and all across the Jewish spectrum, from so many different geographic areas and from so many different lines of work all coming together to experience this. Okay, uh, where are we heading next? Are we going to some music? Should we do some Benny Friedman? We should definitely do some Benny Friedman. I think they're gathering, they're quieting down a little bit in here, and I use that term quieting very loosely. Um, they are quieting down in here to begin the ceremony. And I'm not sure, by the way, how many people here know that Benny's going to be performing. Yeah, well, we just let the cat out of the bag. But for this crowd, you're right. They probably right. don't even realize he's going to be hitting the stage soon. And he's going to be part of the big celebration. There's always a big musical component here, obviously, because music means celebration. Right. We've seen, um, um, we saw Idan Reichel was right. last year. Was it Rami Kleinstein? Rami Kleinstein yeah. the year before. I'm trying to think who else was here during our celebrations. During our fake celebrations of Aliyah. Have you seen <laughs> Natan Sharansky yet? Has I have not seen him yet, no. Well. I thought he'd be at the plane to greet uh, the Olims they got off the plane, but he has not arrived has yet. Has he been there before? Is that where oh, we I usually find him? I think he's been there before. But he'll be here in, oh, in this sure. setting celebrating with everybody coming up. For sure. Where is Shahar? Snapping <laughs> away, Shachar. I am sure. Now that we've revealed to the world in hour number one. All about Shachar. Yes. Now, now it's just one name. That's all you exactly. have to say. Exactly. It's like Madonna. Exactly. Everyone knows who it is. All right. Let's go to this. Let's go to Benny. Selection from Benny Friedman, who's going to be performing a little later on here at the Nefesh Benefesh celebration. And we'll have more guests for you coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. We are live in Ben Gurion Airport. We are actually in an airport airplane hangar. Could you imagine? That's where we are. And we are uh, doing a Tuesday morning broadcast here of JM in the AM. Let's go. 
Tuesday morning, and we're in Israel. Second half of our program is here at the hangar at Ben Gurion Airport. The big celebration taking place as the Olim Chadashim are gathering in the uh, in the hangar to uh, participate in the big ceremony. Kim Efrat is with us. Kim is the manager of overseas programming here with Nefesh Benefesh. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to the show. Shalom. I'm Boker Tov. Boker Tov is right. I'm qu- quite a Boker Tov it is, that's yes, for sure. Yes, it is. It's an early Boker. How many years are you with Nefesh Benefesh? I'm in with Nefesh Benefesh 11 years. Um, this is probably my 10th or 15th charter flight out of the 54. And each time, it's like an, a whole new experience. Well, what was today like? What was today? Not, you don't have to necessarily tell us what was so different about today, but just describe for everybody what this celebration is like from your vantage point. For the new Olim, this is really the culmination of months and years of planning and um, feeling inspired to come and change their lives and build their parallel lives here in Israel. And today really is almost like the wedding, meaning all the preparations and all the research and everything that went into it. And today is really a day of celebration, that they're here and they made it. And um, really, it's, a, it's not just a personal simcha, it's really a, a joy for all of Jewish people and for all of Israel. Uh, joy is really the perfect word for this, because there's such a joyous atmosphere. People are just happy to be here. The plane is filled with people who are exhausted, they're tired, their families need a little bit of rest. And nonetheless... They're able to really step it up and celebrate here this morning. That's for sure. Uh, director of uh, a manager, rather, of overseas programming. That means that you're responsible for. I'm responsible for the events that we hold in North America, whether they're seminars or workshops or our signature mega, mega fair that we have in March or one-to-one meetings that we have. We find that these events are effective and impactful for people who are making their plans to meet with us. Even in our virtual world where you can get all the information and all the resources are available online, there's nothing like the face-to-face and talking to somebody from Nefesh Benefesh, one of our experienced advisors, and having somebody work through building, helping you build a plan. And this is something that's now happening not just in the New York area, but in many cities throughout North America, right? That is true. Um, New York and L.A., um, we're there probably every six weeks or so. In New York, every month. L.A., Chicago, Florida, Toronto, Montreal... Washington, Baltimore, yeah, it's um, all over. All over. Do, do you have an easy sell at this point? Is it, uh, I don't know, is it, uh, is it easy to walk into communities, hold an event, and get a lot of recruits for Aliyah? Um, we do find that we, there's a lot of demand for our programming. Um, there are a lot of people who have been thinking about Aliyah, and 
you know, there's a big step between thinking about Aliyah and in theory wanting to make Aliyah and actually getting on the plane and being here to celebrate on a day like today. <laughs> so to bridge that gap between the thinking and the action and the execution, there really is a demand for have, to have people, you know, move them along. And boy, steps. do you move them along and move them along well. It's pretty amazing. Um, uh, this is a good opportunity with you on board here with us to remind everyone that if they want to start their own Aliyah process, pretty simple. There's a website, and it's nbn.org.il. That's right. There's a phone number, 8664-ALIYAH. Right. Toll-free, we have um, Aliyah advisors who answer during uh, U.S. business hours. Right. So that's, that makes right. it easier Sunday as well. Sunday through Thursday. And we have Skype meetings available also for those who do not live or cannot come out to where we are. And um, like I said, we are in the New York area for sure. You know, several times a month, right. and in other areas as well. Well, Mazal Tov to you and to everybody in Nefesh Benefesh. And it's a welcome aboard to you. Thank you it's very a great much, day. Kim Efrat, the manager of overseas programming. Those of you who've attended over any period of time any of the uh, programs that take place in the New York area, or um, or the New York area, or anywhere around North America, then you know that uh, Kim is responsible for all of that as manager of overseas programming. We're in the hangar as the program, the official program here in uh, Ben Gurion Airport is set to begin. And as is the custom, many dignitaries, no doubt a member of Knesset or two, Natan Sharansky, chair of the Jewish Agency, and many others will be uh, addressing the crowd. The Director of Community Engagement and Development, and that is quite a title, is our good friend Aaron Leibowitz, who's oh. here to greet us again here in Ben Gurion Airport. Nachum, it's so great to see you. It's really, uh, you, you are an integral part of these uh, Nefesh Nefesh Charter ceremonies. Thank uh, you, I appreciate that. Watching you off the plane, watching you smile, yeah. watching you take great pride in, in the Olim. Um, is fantastic, so well, thank you for coming. I do smile when I think of the Olim, but I don't know if you noticed how much I wasn't smiling as I was keeping this very stoic uh, front as I was mo making my way through all the Olim, because of course I'm not making Aliyah, and I feel that the people around me are real Jewish heroes. Those are the ones that are getting this nice round of applause right but, now. You know, Nachum, please know that it's very important to Nefesh Benefesh that, that you advocate for Aliyah, you support Aliyah, um, and, and you are our hero in uh, broadcasting the message of the opportunity that people have to make by making Aliyah. And uh, we, we don't take that for granted to have a friend uh, in New York City broadcasting our message uh, around the world. Well, I appreciate that. Community engagement and development. What does community engagement mean? So it's bringing uh, Nefesh Benefesh out to communities, sharing with people that uh, we are here to help them, we're here to service them, we are here to make their dreams a reality. Because we think everybody knows about Nefesh Benefesh, and everyone knows about all the services they can provide. That's not the case. So it's, it's not the case. Uh, we have a, we're like Coca-Cola. Uh, people know our, our brand, they know Nefesh Benefesh, um, but we, ha we like to give people a one-on-one -on -one, uh, opportunity to learn how we can service them, how we can help them. Um, and really, we're, uh, we're a family-run organization that is about individuals, helping individuals. So it's not just about getting our branding out there like a Coca-Cola, but making sure that each person understands how we can help them achieve their dreams. Tell me a unique experience you've had. Have you had an encounter with a, I don't know, a single or a potential lone soldier or a family uh, in a remote area or in a common area of North America? Have you so, had an interesting Yeah, encounter? these ceremonies, first of all, Nachum, as you've been here many times, never get old. Right. Um, and I made Aliyah two years ago, and I've been to a couple of these uh, ceremonies and uh, walking through the gauntlet here with the new Olim as, as their family members are you know, shouting and singing, um, it, it brings tears to my eyes. And to see Shimmy Klein from Woodmere uh, with his family here greeting their children just made Aliyah and, and the tears uh, that were in his eyes and how proud he was uh, brought tears to my eyes. So uh, 
it's an every day is inspirational, but these moments are are incredible. And uh, even though I, I live here in Israel, it uh, it's a booster shot of Zionism uh, for me. There are a lot of people tuned in who uh, consider moving to Israel and wonder about the obstacles and about the different uh, hurdles that they have to overcome in order to do it. You've had this experience now. What word of encouragement can you give those people? So if I can do it, you can do it. Um, that's that's, <laughs> that's a word of encouragement. That's, that, that's definitely true. But. Uh, we're here to help. Nefesh Nefesh is here to remove those obstacles. Um, you, you, there, it is a challenge. Moving moving anywhere is a challenge. Um, and immigrating to Israel is a challenge. But there's such great opportunities. And uh, the, the services that Nefesh Nefesh has in place to help people achieve those, to achieve uh, their dreams and to remove obstacles um, is fantastic. I could not have made Aliyah. Uh, without Nefesh Benefesh. My sister and brother-in-law made Aliyah 13 years ago with, uh, with Nefesh Benefesh. We came two years ago. Had it not been for the, the Avira, the atmosphere that they've created in North America and the services that they had, my wife and I and our three children would not be in Israel. And I'm grateful to Rabbi Fast, to Tony, not just because I work for them, but because they helped us achieve the dream of living in Israel. Yeah, and, uh, and look what they've done for almost 50,000 people at this point. Pretty amazing. And uh, all from a garage in Boca Raton. That's where it all started. I know. Is that incredible? Uh, around a plastic table. What you could, the vision, the dream. Um, and really, it's, a, it's, it's uh, the startup nation happened uh, with Nefesh yeah. Benefesh. Aaron Liebowitz, Director of Community Engagement Development, Nefesh Benefesh. I thank you very much for joining us. Nachum, it's so great seeing you. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, keep up the holy work. Thank you. You as well. Benny Friedman is on stage. Benny Friedman is on stage here with uh, Nefesh Benefesh. And here is his musical presentation at JM
Yeah, with Benny Friedman. Unbelievable. A uh, performance here in honor of the brand new Olim, Yesh Tikva. And uh, we have here one of the Jewish heroes. Oh, yes, you do. Have a seat. Are you kidding me? We witnessed you on that flight. Talk about a Jewish hero. Anybody who can schlep a family along the way you have. <laughs> this is Miriam Casper, am I right? And Mir her daughter, Talia. Miriam Casper and Talia. Talia's how old? How old are you? Three. Three years old. And now you're going to be living in Israel. What do you think? Are you happy? Is it awesome? Yeah. Talia's been having a countdown. Every morning she woke up and said, it's six days till Israel. And then the morning we woke up to move, she screamed, today we're moving to Israel. Unbelievable. So she's excited and the whole family's excited. So excited. Where were you until now before Israel? What city? We were living in Woodmere. Very nice. And now you're going to be living where? Now we're living in Modian. Very nice. How hard was this process? You have how many uh, how many kids you have? We have four kids. We have Isaac is nine, Goldie is six, Talia is three, and Ari is two days shy of shy of one. And did it take any convincing for them to agree to all this? If you asked Isaac, it was his idea, and it took us too long to agree to his idea. Wow. And what was the flight like? with the kids. The flight was great. Our kids have done this many times before and they were very calm and relaxed. Right? They slept a little bit. Yeah. We slept not a lot of it. <laughs> and we were excited to land. That's one of the reasons I call you a Jewish hero. There's Aliyah and then there's taking the flight with the kids. I said thank God there's no return flight. <laughs> That's right. Now they'll be able to rest for a bit. Now they can rest. My parents came to set us up and they're going to take the kids while we process all the paperwork. So that's a huge help as well. What was it like seeing them at the at the point when you you, you, you want to stay with me? We'll see. <laughs> what was it like getting off the uh, bus and seeing them here, uh, the bus from the plane, and seeing your family here? It was overwhelming. Just uh, so many emotions. It's hard to describe what it feels like. I don't think I fully processed what happened. Um, but I'm sure by Shabbos I'll understand. And a lot of time we spend on the air trying to convince people that this is a process that they can adjust to and that they can. Uh, that they can go ahead and undertake and eventually overcome. Um, what would you say in terms of words of advice for people who are contemplating moving to Israel from the North American area? Speak to your kids about it. Get them excited about it. And if they're excited about it, it will be much easier for you. Convincing your kids is the hardest part. And the Nefesh Benefesh help that they gave you along the way? Instrumental. Every step of the way, they were there to answer questions um, about process and about the kids, um, practical advice, um, anything we needed, they were there. Miriam Casper, Mazal Tov to you and the entire Thank family. Thank you so much. Unbelievable. We're honored to be here at this incredible, auspicious day for your family. JM and the AM are my fastest speaking to the crowd, and uh, that means this co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh is giving a special message to everybody here about um, the fact that they've taken this move, they've made this step, and they're now officially Olim residents and citizens of the state of Israel. More coming up. It's JM in the AM, and here's Sam Glazer. To sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. 
desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight. Let me fall in love in Israel. Wherever you go.
JM in the AM. That is uh, Sam Glazer in Israel here at JM in the AM. Natan Sharansky is addressing the crowd. His aliyah was a lot different than the <laughs> aliyah experienced by the Nefesh Benefesh group today. That's for sure. If you're not familiar with what I mean, if you're too young to remember how Natan Sharansky got to Israel and what that day was like in 1986, and certainly... It is well worth researching, and we encourage everybody to uh, use the opportunity to tell their children and grandchildren about that incredible day back then. Uh, we'll try to speak with him coming up here at JM and the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios. Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Nefesh Benefesh has an information phone number which allows you the opportunity to start your own Aliyah process at 8664-ALIYAH, 866-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. There is a website, nbn.org.il, that's nbn.org.il, and that gives you the opportunity to uh, head to the web and to start your process by applying for Aliyah and, for, and by getting all the information that you would ever need in terms of moving you and your family to Israel, whether it's uh, education, whether it's uh, job opportunities, whether it's any type of, uh, any type of information regarding housing, etc. It's all available there on the web. More coming up at JM in the AM. Uh, as we continue from the Nefesh Benefesh celebration here in the airline hangar in the airport hangar in Tel Aviv and um, we'll continue with more special guests here at JM in the AM and here we are at the Big Tech celebration with Nefesh Benefesh Natan Sharensky is with us it's a pleasure to see you again at this amazing celebration what are your thoughts when you see all these Olim here today good morning look I'm never tired to be excited from seeing Alim coming uh, to Israel and if you think how many generations are behind each of these persons? Praying, dreaming, fighting, hoping, and here it comes. And this moment of closing the biggest circle of 2000, uh, yes, it's extremely exciting. And especially these days. And so many terrible things are happening all over the world. And so many of our enemies are trying to undermine, to delegitimize, to to weaken Israel, and we are becoming stronger with each one of these new immigrants. A lot of times the media around the world paints a bleak picture of what's happening in Israel. Yeah. What would you say to people back in North America yeah. about what's really happening here? Well, we, uh, we look to the north, we look to the south, we look to Europe, we look to America, and we think, oh my God, what a full, interesting, happy, free Jewish life we have here in Israel. And how glad I am that each of these 200 newcoming American Jews will enjoy this life together with us. Do you ever consider how different your Aliyah was than their Aliyah? Uh, I don't think it was very different. Uh, because, uh, well, it was difficult, different uh, physically. I couldn't choose. I was simply taken straight from prison and brought uh, by the airplane. But in terms of thousand years dream becoming true, it was the same excitement and uh, uh, the same achievement. I and it's say. amazing to see how yeah. many people still have that dream, huh? Yeah, and also think for a moment, many of the parents of these people, 
We are fighting for my release. Right. We are demonstrating. We are uh, writing letters, which I never received, but KGB received them. Yes. And so that's uh, the power of people. Their parents were fighting for bringing one million Jews from Soviet Union. Now we are fighting to make our home better to bring them. We were, took great pride in hitting yeah, the streets you. on your behalf. Tadarabash, shalom, shalom. Wonderful to speak with you. Natan Sharetsky, who is, of course, one of the greatest Jewish heroes ever and always has a special message for uh, the Olim and always has a special message for us here at JM in the AM. We are at the ceremony as the conclusion of the ceremony, the official ceremony, has taken place here in the hangar at Ben Gurion Airport. 218 Olim have uh, settled in to their new role as residents of the state of Israel, and they'll soon be um, going to their homes, to their new homes, in different cities around Israel, north, south, east, and west, uh, in order to start their brand new life here. Those of you out there who have uh, expressed an interest, who have ever thought about Aliyah, one of the things we do when we arrive here with Nefesh Benefesh is we encourage others to get a plan of Aliyah onto your schedule, onto your uh, uh, agenda. And uh, it's easy to do these days. There's a toll-free number at 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. And there's, of course, a website, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. We get an opportunity to speak with some of the heroes of, uh, of this incredible and amazing organization. Uh, I want to thank our friends at Travel Cell. Travel Cell makes sure that we are connected back to the uh, United States of America, to our family, friends, and staff. Travel Cell has uh, always made sure we are connected there at 718-382-6500, 718-382-6500. And uh, you can uh, go to TravelCell.com, TravelCell.com for information. If you need uh, any type of phone service, any type of rental for Israel or anywhere around the world, you want to go to Travel Cell, and we thank them for keeping us connected with family, friends, and staff. Tomorrow we'll be broadcasting from Rigavim. Uh, and the amazing Rigavim organization later in the week with our friends at NCSY. We'll be Wednesday night at NCSY Kolo Beit Meir for a Thursday jam in the AM. We'll be uh, Thursday night at Yom NCSY, their big, massive summer event, uh, bringing together all the summer youth programs with NCSY together on Thursday night. That'll be for Friday's jam in the AM. And we're on Sunday at Makar Chaim in the Gush, uh, which you'll hear on the first day of the three weeks format this coming Monday at JM in the AM. So there's plenty happening this week as we continue to highlight what is happening here in Israel and enjoying this incredible Aliyah celebration. We have met people uh, on this flight uh, with all different types of circumstances, from families to singles to those who are heading straight to the army, lone soldiers, people who come from different walks of life, different walks of uh, employment, who are going to all different parts of Israel, who are getting set to enjoy this incredible experience. And it is really uh, remarkable uh, watching everyone come together from different areas of the United States and Canada and be part of this Aliyah effort. We'll go to this selection and more coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM, and uh, we will continue with more from Nefesh Benefesh live in Israel. <laughs>
And, well, our wonderful friend Miriam Blum is here, and she's made it to Israel. Mazal tov Thank to you. Thank you very much. A special shout-out to who? Who are we saying hi to this morning? So, um, uh, growing up on the Upper West Side in Manhattan, um, uh, and uh, being a, a big friend of, of your daughter, Chava, and uh, just knowing your family, my mother has listened to Jam and the Am for about 20 years or All so. All right. And uh, it's, it's really full circle that I'm making Aliyah. And it's amazing. We found out you were on the flight, and, and, and she wanted to hear my voice. So, Ma, I love you, Yaakov. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, I'm Miriam's here. here. I landed, and uh, I just want to say in general uh, the fact that um, Nachum the Nachum Siegel Network is here and that they're making the Kesher with Nefesh Menefesh in general is an incentive for all of us who listen to Nachum every morning. Thank you. To, to come and to and to and to follow him as he um, carries all the charter flight members and <laughs> makes it really misamach. So thank you very much. Thank you, Miriam. Be thank well. you for all the good music. Mazal tov to you. Thank There's you. Miriam Blub. Amazing. All right, we have another very special guest. I'm going to ask her to come over here, if you don't mind, please. We'll get him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish he would join us. This is this is the lady who has the distinction of being the mother of one of the great Jewish heroes of our time, Mrs. Esti Fass, the mother of Rabbi Yoshua Fass, is here with us in the hangar in the Ben Gurion Airport. The very first time we've ever spoken to a parent. Of Rabbi Fast, Mrs. Fast, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. What is welcome it like? You. Thank you so much. What is it like being the mother of a Jewish hero like Josh? It's a tremendous kavod, and it's a humbling kavod. It must be amazing. When did you know? And he's always told us. And I wish he was here. I'd love to see the expression on his face when I tell this story. But he's always told us that you. What was it? You spent one year in Israel. Am I right? Was it one year when a he was summer? Born? It was one summer oh, in Israel. No. Uh, it was I, a year, I've right? Been a year. This is what he's always told us. He told us it was one year that you spent in Israel, and it was not exactly the most pleasant of experiences for him. Is that accurate? It was a difficult year for Josh. It was a difficult year. I know there was one movie playing on a loop that they were watching the entire time in the house. The <laughs> loop. <Right? laughs> <laughs> and and it, was, it was one of those challenging times. But yet he has told us on more than one occasion, he has told us because of that experience, that's what propelled him years later to dedicate himself to the Holy Land. So anybody considering any length of time with their family in Israel, it's a good idea, huh? It's a very good idea. All the children uh, came crying. How could you take us from our friends? And they cried even stronger when we went back after a year. Wow. And each of them uh, dedicated themselves to finding uh, shidduch that would also want to make uh, aliyah. And all of our children, blessedly, are here. That was Rabbi Fass's father joining us? Yeah. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Fass's father's not joining us. But here's, here's the question. When you first heard of the idea, you first heard of the concept, this young man comes to you and says, Ma... I have an idea. Listen to this. We are going to really cut through the red tape, make the Aliyah process for Jews from North America as easy as possible. Now, you are somewhat familiar with the state of Israel at that point. Wouldn't it be natural for someone like yourself to discourage him from embarking on something like that, knowing how bureaucratically things work in this country? No. The only natural thing for us as a family was always to make our home here. And thank God Josh was able to facilitate it for so many other people. As um, children of survivors, we always felt so fortunate to be born in a time when we have Eretz Yisrael. And it was our family's dream to always be here. And Baruch Hashem, we're all here. What is this like for you today when you're here and you see the 200 plus Olim 
walk into this big celebration amidst all the music and the fanfare? What are your feelings? I, I don't know what my feelings are, but my eyes are always crying. <laughs> I, I feel overwhelmed, and I would, absolutely overwhelmed. And I would guess you've seen this scene before. Yes, we're here it's just about every time. time, right. Wow, pretty amazing. Well, what can I tell you? Uh, it has to start somewhere, and now we have found out where Rabbi Fass's incredible dedication to the Holy Land has begun. Well, he's the one who's carried it forth, and Bezrat Hashem will continue Thank for you. many years to come. Thank you so until much Until you're here us. as well. Bezrat Hashem, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Fass was threatening to ask me if I'm going back to America, but she, <laughs> she laid off of that question. Mrs. Fass doesn't know that we're constantly given round-trip tickets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, thank you very, very much. Uh, I never expected don't you wonder, that. Don't you wonder what the other fast kids are up to? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually. I know, it's an off-the-air question. We're not going to talk about that. Oh, boy. Oh, and I didn't wish Mrs. Fast a mazel tov. Her grandson's wedding just exactly. took place. Mazel tov to you. Amen. I heard it was quite a celebration, to say the least. Ah, oh, boy. There are oh boy. also two of the fast children are here as well. Meaning Rabbi Josh Fast's children. Correct. And what they are their are, names? They are Hana and Yaffa. Where are Hana and Yaffa? Let's get them on the air. There we go. Yes, we begged them to come on the air. We have begged them to come on the air. Oh, do I have somebody who's semi-interested? Who is this? This is, this, this is, is Hana. This is Hana. Hey, Hana, how are you? Hi. How old are you? Eleven. Do you understand what kind of Jewish hero your father is? What? You under, do you understand what kind of Jewish hero your father is? Yeah. He's a pretty amazing man, huh? Uh-huh. So what happens? What happens? He's always traveling and always bringing people here and always helping Israel get larger and larger with wonderful families. Is that how it works? Yeah. Pretty good job he's doing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you hear a lot of nice things about him all the time, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you have it. Oh, we have confirmation from somebody who's on the inn, on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. have you taken any flights with Nevis Um, Yeah, all the family. Um, each four years we go to the summer in America. Very nice. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess we don't, so Nevis Benefish at all. What are those flights yeah. like for you? Do you like the uh, when, do you like seeing all the families make Aliyah, decide to move to Israel, the children they're bringing yeah. along? It's fun, right? It's exciting. It is exciting. And what about this? When you come off the bus from the plane and you see this kind of celebration, it's pretty cool. Like everyone's like, yay, with flags. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> yes, the quote of the day, everybody was like, yay, with flags. Well put. I like that. <gasps> well, it's a big celebration. I thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Best to the entire Fast family. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> She's like a professional guest. <laughs> she is a professional guest. Wow. Oh, it's not, it doesn't skip generations, that's for sure. the best show ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've certainly had a chance to do some things we haven't done before. That is for sure. And we have to make sure to close, of course, with Tony. And um, we'll see if Rabbi, we can get Rabbi Fast back on for a minute or two. The, uh, the hangar is clearing out. We should just make mention that the... That once the Tekkas was over, now the Olim are being shuttled over to Terminal 1, which right. is why, number one, it's considerably quieter in here. I, is it as close as they said it was? I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't wandered it's outside not, it's of the It's not walkable, hangar. huh? Well, we were told that from a security point of view, they don't want you walking on the I'm tarmac right. kind of a thing. That's a good point. Right. So you have to be shuttled over there. Um, but this was... I had mentioned to Yael Katzman, also an esteemed member of the Nefesh Benefesh team and certainly a friend of ours, somebody I refer to as my sister from another mother, um, 
this this tech S in this hangar was superb. Yeah, it was done well. The enormity of the ceremony itself and the enormity of the space really they both they both filled each other out, so to speak. Yeah, no question about it. And you knew, well, Nefesh Nefesh always does it right. So yes. you knew that it would be a good celebration and one that was taken care of the way it should be. And uh, just like the whole process, the whole Aliyah right. process, they seem to always get it right. They seem to always do, you know, do it well and do the right thing, et cetera, et cetera. At one point when we were on the flight and we heard that beeping, and we yeah. couldn't figure out what that beeping was, and we're both, and everyone's trying to sleep, and we're like, what's that noise? And then we said, oh, they're processing passports. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Believe it or not, it happens on the plane. I still can't get over the answer that Natan Sharansky gave me when I thought I was being clever and asked him how different his aliyah was from this aliyah. And he said it was very, very, it, it was not that different at all. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm wondering where he's going with that. And he says that, you know, just like for thousands of years, Jews have been hoping and praying they'd make it back to the Holy Land. And people have this dream and they, you know, want very badly to be here and they love when they finally get here. It's exactly the same thing that happened to him. He says, yeah, it's true. <laughs> they took me directly from prison <laughs> to Israel. Yeah, that's true. But still, it was a very similar experience. I thought that was a good perspective because, frankly, I thought he would talk about just how different that experience was. But, yeah. I guess the uh, pining of Jews for the Holy Land is one very similar experience. Well, we've also had very different experiences in terms of the ceremonies that we've attended here. Right. Obviously, we discussed the one during Tsuketan two summers ago during the war. This month in July. Yeah. Right. It's literally two months ago right. where it was under cover, so to speak, when, everyone, when the flight arrived and the entire ceremony was 50 people deep. No music. No music. No fanfare. No fanfare. But... Who was there? Rabbi Lau. Rabbi Lau. incredible. With little Olim on his yeah. lap giving them brachot yeah. and wishing them the best. And just, that was such an intimate experience. It was incredible. And he wasn't the only one. There were a number of, of notables who were there that day. Dafka came for that reason. Correct. I'm pretty sure that Natan was, was there, there yeah. as well, sure. right? And a we-wouldn't-miss-this-for-the-world kind of a thing. That's for sure. But that kind of one-on-one, -on -one, that intimacy, that was made that ceremony special as well and there was a Sefer Torah right. on that flight as well and again here today we see that there's a Sefer Torah yep. always a Sefer Torah being not always I don't think but very often a Sefer Torah being brought from North America to Israel for its new home which is pretty remarkable as well it actually won't be our, own, our only Sefer Torah experience this trip Right, because we have the big Achnas Sefer Torah with the Cutler family happening at Yom NCSY on right. Thursday night which everyone will hear on Friday morning at JMN. We just ran through the schedule a few minutes ago, and there's a lot to expect this week from us here in Israel, and I hope everyone will be tuned in all through the week here at JM in the AM. Okay, where are we heading? Um, well, I'm going to go grab Tony. Okay, we can get him on it. I will should, grab Tony. We should Tony. bring Rabbi Fast with him, if that's possible. Meanwhile, I'll remind everybody that we have a, uh, a full week of programming here at JM in the AM jmnam.org and later on today we're actually going to be doing a live lunch ZK's live lunch we're going to be doing a live lunch from the Inbal Hotel which has become a tradition for us uh, here at the Nachum Siegel Network that's right the birthday live lunch we'll be celebrating ZK's birthday make sure we have a cake for the live lunch for ZK's birthday of course. Yeah, I mean, how, I've ordered it myself. I mean, there's not a chance in the world we'd forget that. No, no. And uh, we'll be speaking with him coming And we're going to sing Hayom Yom Huleda. And I think we have both, Tony and yes, Rabbi Fass, convening at the same time. He's how on do his you way. like that? He's Imagine back door. That. Tony Gelbart, who is co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh and chairman of the organization, and who we spoke to just a few minutes ago on the plane, you may recall. Yes, I do. And now we are here post the ceremony after the 
dignitaries have addressed the crowd after the celebration has taken place, after all the music has played, and uh, now the Olim are processing and finishing up all their uh, things that they need to do in the terminal next door. And uh, that does it for yet another celebration. Must be an incredible feeling having been here for yet another one. Look, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling because no matter how many times I do this, and you know, just ceremony, just it's kind of like the balloon just got let out for me because you you retired before you got here, you're schlepping on the plane, you get here, and you have such a ruach and such an amazing feeling looking at everybody, and then. Now they just left and went to Israel. So for me, the balloon just let the air out. And for them, the balloon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But they'll relax over Shabbat, uh, trust me. Their dreams have become a reality, and that reality is getting bigger and bigger and better and better. So we asked Natan Sharansky a few minutes ago. I say to him, I thought I was being clever, frankly. Um, I said, how different was this Aliyah of today from your Aliyah? You know, meaning Natan Sharansky's Aliyah. This is not much different at all. He says, for thousands of years, Jews have been pining to get back to the Holy Land, to be in the land of Israel. So, yeah, there's no question that I was taken directly from prison to Israel. Okay, that may be a little bit different. But other than that, we're all dreaming the same dream. We're all hoping to accomplish the same goal. And we all want to end up here in the state of Israel. I thought that was telling, or if I asked, what do you think, that the, his experience with Aliyah and today's experience with Aliyah was more similar than we might think? I think it's, it's a profound statement. I think when you distill it down to its basic core value, I mean, that's how Natan viewed it. And it doesn't, all the trappings and the hoopla and the, and the circumstances are secondary to this concept of a Jew returning home. And I think it's very profound. One can only imagine what he thinks as he sees this crowd every time. And has he joined you practically for every ceremony, I would assume, at this point? For Almost many, every, right? Oh, yeah. For many. Because yeah, he was one yeah. of the first supporters. And right. We, before we even launched in 2002, sure. Tony and I sat with Natan. This is, this is, I mean, free politics yeah, for Natan. Sure. And uh, he was very supportive. So he's been coming to, them, to, to, to these ceremonies pre-positions in the government, right. pre-positions in the Jewish agency. And what about the government officials who come here? What is their perspective? Can they, are they stunned? Are they in disbelief that so many people would like to be here? How, what, what, what is their attitude well, when they if, see this if crowd? If it's the first time that they're here, they're just stunned and overwhelmed by the people themselves. But if they've been... And look, we have some issues sometimes. We, we have flights and many ministers and, and Chavrei Knesset want to come. And, you know, you can have 120 speeches here, but the Olim are tired. So today... Long enough. You know, <laughs> you know the old saying, I say it a million times, you know? <laughs> Success has many fathers. Failures and orphans. That's correct. But we have a lot of fathers, thank God. Thank a lot God. of people who want to take people, credit. Huh? Right. You know, Natan, you mentioned about Natan. Yeah. Natan looked over to me. I said, Natan, go upstage because they're taking a picture with Olim and the, and the new Tudatsuhut. And he goes, you know, I'd just rather enjoy it from right here looking around. I enjoy it by just looking around, he said to me. And I understand the feeling. He's just sitting back and just enjoying it. As a bystander, Undoing not it. as a, the head of the Jewish I've agency. heard a lot from politicians as well that it's like a booster shot of Zionism. There's a lot of cynicism uh, that can happen in this country. And when you come, again, going back to core values, and you see a longing and actualization of that longing and celebrating with Olim, it brings you back to, uh, to why we're here. Strips us of the cynicism and, and really focuses and highlights the positive elements. I'm sorry. Well, I'm saying, but, but the politicians also understand, and I talk about politicians, that this is the good news. 
This is good news. Right. You wake up in the morning, tomorrow or tonight, when you see the TV, you'll open a t- you know, the TV or open the newspaper to see the good news. Olim came. Everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling. And there's no political. There's no politics or religion or anything involved here. It's just people, Jews making Aliyah. Early so on, good. early on, both of you must have gotten that impression from those who are in Israel for most of their lives, if not all of their lives, that we needed a couple of guys from North America to come and tell us how great it is to live here. Like, we just, we just needed that. You know, sometimes things get so jaded or, you know, uh, depressing at times because there are difficult circumstances. We needed a couple of people to come from the other side of the world just let us know how remarkable this place is. Did you get that feeling early on? <laughs> Rabbi Fess? <laughs> I'm not sure how you put that statement. <laughs> if you're if you're focusing on the positive elements, yes. Yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. People needed that boost. What was it like hearing your mother describe what she thinks of your accomplishments? I didn't hear it. No, I didn't walked hear away. Either? Thankfully. Well, we did stress to her that you know you're a Jewish hero after all. Uh, that's that's a term used too too loosely. You think so? I don't know. In your case, it might be appropriate, frankly, with both of you. Well, there you have it. Uh, the message is very simple. We've had an opportunity both on the plane and here at the celebration to remind everybody that if they're thinking of Aliyah, now is a good opportunity for them to start the whole process. Uh, they what flight is this for you, Nachum? We were trying to figure it out. I think it's five or six. Does that make sense? That it would be and was this different for you than well, others? Do you, you know why this flight was different? I mean, flying on five or six. Yeah. Right, but you've been oh, broadcasting. covering many. Yeah, all. we've been yeah. on a million flights. But sure. This, um, this was different because I believe this was the flight that for us had many, many more families than soldiers. This was a real... One of the things I loved about this flight was watching the incredible Jewish mothers deal with, you know, four kids at a time, very close in age... And they just, you know, you think you're going to see frustration, and you think you're going to see, you know, people giving up on the whole thing, and they just kept forging ahead, and they just, they projected to their children such a wonderful, um, uh, such a wonderful uh, disposition uh, about the whole experience. And then, of course, we put a, a kid or two on the air with them a few minutes ago, and the kids are in seventh heaven. They've been counting down to this day, you know, for I weeks. I was standing on the bottom of the staircase with a minister. And this woman's walking down, and there's a kid literally lying on her on the mother's head, and another kid's on the woman's back, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And the mother's smiling from ear to ear, like this is a normal occurrence. The enjoying the moment. It was hysterical. The but, but as, as good mothers and fathers that they were on the plane, whether changing diapers and feeding them and making sure the kids are happy, whatever age they were, I was watching them come down the plane, which we do. And you talk about families. All of a sudden, they all looked fresh, like they took showers, they cleaned up, they're wearing their new t-shirts, and they're putting on these beds, and ribbons in their hairs, and bows in their hairs, and, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, welcome home, good morning, you know? Well, on the fresh. bus, I turned to one of these mothers, and I said, wow, you know, it's amazing what you've done. She said, it's so much easier when you know there's no return flight. <laughs> That's great line. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my God. So there you have it. So it's a day of celebration as all these families and all these incredible people from different backgrounds, from different geographical locations in North America, from different lines of work, uh, from different uh, religious affiliations, uh, from different perspectives when it comes to Israel and the army and all the different things that are Zionistic. Uh, they all come together for this one purpose. You pointed that out at Kennedy Airport. It's ama- I don't know of too many other organizations that can pull together a diverse crowd like this with one common goal, and seeing everybody celebrate together is just wonderful. It's the goal, not the organization, but it's the goal yeah. that brings people together. Yeah, that's so true. Mazal Tov. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you for sharing the experience with us. Thanks for helping us deliver this message to the Jews of North America and the world. I mentioned that uh, there is a golden opportunity to um, join this process 
of Aliyah. Uh, all you got to do is um, go to the web at nbn.org.il. Again, that's nbn.org.il. At the same time, you can go to uh, your f- telephone at 8664-ALIYAH, 866-4, the and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. And why am I laughing? Not laughing. Why am I so giddy? It's because the director of pre-ALIYAH, Mark Rosenberg, who's been a guest of ours before and is always a great guest of ours, is here with us in our makeshift studio in an airport hangar. I would assume this is the first interview you've ever been part of in an airport hangar. Am I right? Yes, the closest to the tarmac I've ever been to it and, and interviewed at the same time. I mean, they actually put planes in this building, huh? We're uh, welcoming the Olim and suddenly this wing of the plane comes by as we're waiting for the uh, we're waiting for the actual Olim to get off. I'm like, that's not our plane, but it's very close to us. You can say that again. So here we are at the airport and it's uh, day one of the rest of their lives, this incredible group of Olim, an experience you've had. Yes. Right? You were an Oled at one point. Yes. I guess you're still an Oled, right? Um, you know, there's a, the question is, when do, when do you stop calling yourself right. an Oled Chadash? And yeah. the answer is, if you ask the question, then... Uh, then you know then, it's time? Then, no, no, then you have to keep on saying it. <laughs> um, no, I made Aliyah without Nefesh Ben Nefesh. It was right. the same year it started. Right. So I was greeted there for, by myself and, right. and went out. So it's a different experience. Um, but my eight years working here, and this is my eighth summer... Of, of coming to the airport, it, it doesn't lose the specialness, um, but the perspective changes because now I get to stand in the back after the hard work, and, and people come up to me as they were leaving, and this one family said, we met Aliyah two years ago, and it's so interesting to see how much changes in two years from the perspective of being here two years and uh, seeing our kids more settled and the, the nausea and, and anxiety of, of the jet lag you're worrying about and did I pack everything is, is totally, you know, Released and now their yeah. kids are speaking Hebrew more and integrated, and they were smiling and 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 to see that uh, that that transition is is really remarkable and and it, that that gives me a sense of excitement. Mark Rosenberg is with us. Someone calls. Someone goes to the website, expresses an interest in doing this, bringing their family to Israel, or if they themselves are uh, you know a single person, bring themselves to Israel. Uh, what happens next? Are they contacted by someone at your office? Are they? Uh, you know, are, are, are they um, vetted to see if they if Aliyah is for them? How would you say it works? There are two types of people. I think that there are um, there's many types of people, but there's two types of people that are interested in Aliyah. There's the first-time callers um, who who wonder, and they call up, and we have Aliyah advisors that are, are able to guide them and say, okay, we we don't we don't phrase it this way, but like, what's your obstacle? What's holding you back? We say we say it nicer. It's like. What are you looking forward to do? Have you thought about what, what you'll do for a potential employment opportunities? You know, where's your dream place to live? Um, and we, we take that basic conversation and try to build with them an Aliyah plan. And that's, that's trying not to overwhelm them in that first conversation. So we try and tease them a little with some of the information. And then we follow up based on when they think they're coming, whether it's in the next year or in the right. next two years. Um, the second type of person is, um, I guess it's more of a social media term, the lurkers, <laughs> the people who are on, you know, who are watching everything. They're probably, they watch the webcast, they're listening to your program, they probably have been around our website a bunch of times, they've talked to people who have made Aliyah, they come here to visit for, for a bar mitzvah or, or, or summer vacation, and they've, they've peeked over the fence, the schools that are there, and they've, they've sat at the Shabbat table, and they, they've, they've listened to people go through the process. So when they call up, they're asking very specific questions. They're like, okay... I'm a nurse. I have good Hebrew. What do I need to do for the licensing process? Or, listen, uh, I'm, I, I define myself religiously uh, or Jewishly according to this. 
Uh, what's the best community for me to be with? Some, some English speakers, but some Israelis that my kids will be able to do X, Y, and Z and still have a baseball team. And therefore, we're able to answer very specific questions right. for them. It's just interesting. It's like, it's like the curveball that you pick up the phone. You don't know whether it's going to be someone saying, Hi, you know, I've always uh, I heard about it. What do I need to do? And you have to go through the ABCs. And then someone calls up, and it's like they need, they need X, Y, Z. They, they, they have the desire. They have that intensity. In order they to just, make it happen. They they just, they, they, they've waited to call us until they have that, you know, the, that final, that final uh, screw or bolt that's going to that build the plan together. And that's a, a pleasure to be able to complete the puzzle for those people. Mark Rosenberg's with us. A couple of things I've learned over the last few months because people ask me questions, believe it or not, about moving to Israel. So first of all, if somebody wants to get licensed as a physician of any type here in this country, they actually have to make Aliyah, right? There's no such thing as, because we've seen where people, you know, commute back and forth, things like that, but they actually have to become a real Aliyah, correct? So correct. Uh, there are people, I mean, many of the commuters still keep their practices right. or, uh, or, or work the licenses in North America. Uh, right. There's this uh, famous Oled that we hear about that goes back to, like, northern Canada, like, two times, two times a year for, like, two weeks and earns enough money for the year because... Like it's a hard place to be the doctor for these uh, First Nation Aborigines in in nor Northwest uh, Canada, and they they earn their income that way. So that's the people who keep their keep their parnasa in North America. But I think that uh, a lot of people are looking to integrate their life, and therefore they want to be here and they want to work here. So we have a specialist that helps them with their licensing. And on the other side of it, um, people who are transitioning, there are opportunities. I, again, I don't want to put this one opportunity to, for people to talk about. But uh, sometimes people say, hey, I want to start the work at Terem, which is uh, the first care, right. uh, which I know is now a more popular a popular uh, institution. My, my sister lives in Manhattan, that they, they go to urgent care. Or now. a city MD. So, one so, of those, yeah, right? so ter Terem is urgent care. So that you have, you have a way for some North American doctors to transition their license and still work and, pr and practice here. But it's precisely the, those type of questions that, um, that, that the, the difference between wondering and, um, and actually exploring. People will wonder, oh, you know, uh, I always want to launch my own radio station. People don't ask me questions about the radio business. They don't. They don't. I'm glad to see that people ask you about Aliyah questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, one or two, don't worry. <laughs> so uh, so it's, 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 it's important to explore. We say the difference between a, a dream and a goal is a, a goal has a, has a deadline on it. Right. So we, we, we want to move people from just dreaming about it to actually say, okay, I have a goal to explore Aliyah. I have a goal to actually meet with an Aliyah expert. Uh, I know you've had Rachel Berger on here a bunch sure. of times, and she's really has... A, a, more than a decade of experience in helping people, helping people um, build uh, employment plans, and I think that that's the important step to take forward for many people. Mark Rosenberg's with us. Uh, do you know about? Uh, well, I don't know what your department, what falls under your jurisdiction, but do you, do you know of any obscure places in Israel that people are moving to for today's flight? Um, I looked at the list in general. I think that uh, obscure is a weird term. I, no I such think, thing anymore, huh? I, I don't know. I. Uh, People, when people ask me, uh, like you know, oh, what's the what's a affordable place to live? I say, affordable is always a subjective term. Right. So um, obscure. Listen, for some people, a place like Neve uh, Shmuel uh, or, or uh, even Givat Shmuel, but uh, or Rehovo sounds sounds bizarre to certain ears. <laughs> the idea for some people to live outside Yerushalayim is, is like bizarre because that's their dream place. But it's interesting that Jerusalem is still the number one destination for Olim. But it does have a bounce rate. It does have a, after a year or two, people say, oh, you know, I'm looking for other options or something more affordable. And they realize that all of Israel is wonderful. Um, it doesn't have the beautiful night air that Jerusalem has or the special personality. So I think that you see uh, the tr traditional places that we're talking about um, where Olim are, are really are moving to what we call the periphery beyond, beyond the, the diamond of you have Modi'in and Beit Shemesh, Yushalayim and, and, and Renana, the, the, the two, like, 
the four, the four diamond places where many Anglo-English speakers are going to. Uh, they're going to places like Beersheba. They're going to Haifa. They're going to Carmel. Zichron's coming up there. Um, you see places like, again, I hear Rehovo coming up a lot. Right. Um, and Ashkelon was, uh, came up today. I don't know if you've ever been to Ashkelon. I've been there. So it's, it's hard to believe people are moving there, it's, frankly. It's, it's actually really, really beautiful. I have this dream, which I'm not, I guess it's just a dream and not a plan. It's a wonderful place that you can buy beachfront property and live in a 10-minute walk from the beach. And it has everything of a normal Jewish community has. It just has a small South African Olim group there that's been there for about maybe 20, 25 years, and a recent influx of, of North Americans and Canadians and Americans. So it it's, has the right temperature. It's close to the beach. It's an hour from Yerushalayim. It's 45 minutes from Tel Aviv. So people are saying, you know what? I'll be able to visit my kids in Modin, Beit Shemesh, Ranana, and I'll be able to be in Ashkelon. It's a uh, Boy, there's it's so many nice options place. out there. It's incredible. We just met someone last week who's been living in Yerushalayim since their Aliyah with Nefesh yeah. Rebbe. 18 months ago. Now they're moving to Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um, I think that's, it's an interesting point about that. Um, uh, when young people are thinking about making Aliyah, the, the traditional place many people always say is, I'm going to go to Yerushalayim. Um, it's also not because the, there's wonderful ulpans there and obviously the, the, the idea of Yerushalayim or Kodesh, but it's seen as the traditional place. They call the, you know, Katamon is the, is the upper west side right. of, of Jerusalem or the swamp as the right. Israeli term because that's, you know, has that dating connotation of that's, that's where everyone sinks in and meets each other. But um, Givat Shmuel outside Tel Aviv, which is where Barilan's campus is, 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 is the place where most young people are really moving to now. Um, people are going to the IDC or Tel Aviv or even going to Hebrew University for students. That's the place where the young people are congregating. So the stories that we told ourselves, or I'll pick on the New York Times here. The New York Times had a story about two years ago, about as it always has every single day, a story about Israel. And, 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 it, and it told the story about, like, in Jerusalem, uh, an, ultra, ultra, an ultra-Orthodox person gathers stones ready for the protest on Shabbat, and two gay men walk their dogs on the beach of Tel Aviv. And it's the simplistic story of Jerusalem is for religious people and Tel Aviv is for liberals or non-Orthodox people. But the story is completely the opposite. We see, we see uh, 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 lots of families... Um, and singles who define themselves as traditional Orthodox that are moving to Tel Aviv and Givashmo areas, and we see equally people who are not Orthodox moving to Shalim because of the opportunities and the, the, the startup, the startup economy that is there. But that that fabric of the story that's that's that is um, that is different isn't translating beyond the headlines. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that Tel Aviv is becoming a destination. I will tell you a personal story. When I studied in Israel um, in a year that started with a one in front of it. Um, I had an adoptive. Yeah. I had an adoptive family in Tel Aviv. She is from my hometown in Cherry Hill. She married a seventh-generation Israeli. So I used to go there for Shabbat every now and then. And they davened at Rav Gorenshul, who was the f- chief rabbi of Israel, famous for his shofar blowing at the at the Kotel after the Six-Day War. So his shul was he was a, he was a rav in Tel, Aviv, in Tel Aviv, and we davened at his shul. And when I would go there on Friday, the only place to eat was like a falafel stand around there. And I used to joke I was counting the kippahs when I, when I was walking to shul. You go there now. 20 years later, okay? There are too many kosher restaurants to, 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 to count in the area. The, the identity of, of, of Tel Aviv has changed as the fabric of Israeli society has, has matured and changed and, and, and broken down stereotypes. So I think that it's, it's, it's people who have a fear of spending a day traveling in Tel Aviv or, or exploring it, if it's about the humidity, you should be afraid. That is a legitimate fear of the humidity in Tel Aviv, although <laughs> here, here we're feeling it pretty bad. Say that again. Um, but uh, it, it, it has, this, uh, has this magic that is definitely attracting a lot of people. And, and first and foremost, it has uh, an incredible economy. It is, uh, it is uh, although Jerusalem claims it's the largest city in Israel, if you attach, you know, Cholon or Rishon to Tel Aviv, it is um, 
uh, it is the, the heartbeat of the economy of Israel as well. Amazing. So many opportunities, so many options. It's really incredible. Mark, I thank you. Mark Rosenberg, he's uh, director of Pre-Aliyah here at Nefesh B'Nefesh, uh, 8664-Aliyah, nbn.org.il. Give us a call. Have a wonderful summer ahead. Thank you, too. Expect another great charter flight just a few weeks from now. There he is, Mark Rosenberg. Start wrapping things up. How, how are we doing on time? Where are we on time with this edition of JMNAM? Do we have five minutes left? Five minutes to go as we wrap things up and start considering why on earth we're going back to the United States. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. I want to thank our friends at Travel Cell for keeping us connected. Uh, go to TravelCell.com for information about their services for Israel and the world. Miriam Wallach is here, and uh, we have her final impressions of this incredible day. You know, it began, I don't even know if you remember, do you remember that this whole thing began with a ceremony at Kennedy Airport, which seems like days and <laughs> days ago at this point? It wasn't. It was not days ago. It was no. yesterday, believe it or not. Um, it feels like a long time ago. It certainly does. I, to- I joked with you on the plane that I got the question of my career at JFK <laughs> yeah. when this gentleman walked over to me and said, are you in charge of the sandwiches? <laughs> uh, no, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> but if it has to, it, but if it meant having a position with Efesh Benefit, then I'm you'll, in. You'll take it. I'll, I'll do it. No I'm, I'm happy to order is. the sandwiches. It really doesn't matter. Exactly. But I, jo- I, I put that in the family WhatsApp group, and my oldest goes, "Yes, you are in charge of the sandwiches." <laughs> no matter where you, you found go. the right person. No matter where you go, you're in charge of sandwiches. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the um, with everyone that we've interviewed. And this entire experience and watching everyone wrap up and seeing the fruits of tremendous labor on so many different levels. It was the interview of Chava's friend, Miriam. Oh, Miriam Blum. With with those t-shirts that say Miriam's Aliyah that I think just totally messed with me. Just 100% just totally messed with me. And she had a contingent wearing those t-shirts to greet her relatives and friends. Nobody made me a shirt, but that's okay. I mean, imagine. She's, I assume, I assume she's 18 years old. I assume she's 18 years old. She's now moving to Israel. Getting ready to live here is so happy, and uh, that happiness certainly came through on these airwaves when we Absolutely. spoke with her for a minute. I want to thank our entire team. I want to thank ZK, Birthday Boy ZK. Yes. Is he going to be answering to Birthday Boy all day? Do I, I have to call so. him ZK? I hope it'll be Birthday Boy. I want to thank Jamie Turkel. I want to thank Elon. Elon Katz. Katz. The Hassan. Whose last name I'm going to remember one of these shows. <laughs> Elon Katz is engaged to be married. Yes, very, very soon. That's right. That's why I'm calling him the Hassan. It's not just a nickname. No, I understand okay. that. Uh, I want to thank uh, Yoni and Avrami back in the New York area, or Baltimore, right. wherever they may be hanging out. And we're going to be broadcasting live from the Inbal tonight beginning at uh, 6, which means everyone will hear it at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, just two hours after the conclusion of JM and the AM. We'll be at the Inbal Hotel. Same location as last time? On the on the Mir Peset, Correct. the executive suite, ninth floor um, balcony, uh, with the most amazing view of Jerusalem. And unlike last time, which was February, it'll still be light out, so we'll be able to actually show everybody how incredible that view is if they watch the video at NahumSiegel.com. Yeah, me? there won't be as much fetching about the cold. I would assume not. There'll be a lot of fetching from people like you about the heat, but none about the cold. ZK, if you could get my eye roll on camera right now. Because be I always say you can complain about one type of weather, and that's about it. How much time do I have left? Which means what? <laughs> <laughs> we have three minutes to go? <laughs> so Not so, so good with the counting. So I, I just am completely confused. You know, it was, it was such an incredibly, it was such an incredibly spirited flight. Um, you know, with very little sleep for anybody who was there. 
So it was just, you know, like I'm completely confused. I can't calculate time at the moment. It's impossible. By the way, leave it to the end of the broadcast to now have a technical issue. Yeah, well. Everything everything we did on the plane was fine, ZK. Thank God I have battery. Yes, yes. There are two uses for 9-volt batteries. One is your smoke detector. And two is <laughs> ZK. ZK's emergencies. Nah- oh, by the way, ZK, you should just know that Nahum gave me the compliment of a lifetime this week. When he told me, ZK, of the kitchen. <laughs> right. Anything that goes wrong in the kitchen, I can fix. Because something had gone wrong with one of the shows. It's and possible it, that it, there was It was a kitchen-related problem, right. and you were able to ZK the situation. I was, which is now a verb. Correct. Um, and by the way, our system on the plane, which was incredible. It was awesome. Set up by you. Uh, really worked out well. I'm telling you, I, I, I cannot get over how well that show, uh, the first half of this show went on the plane earlier today. So call it a vote. The ZK for all that. Yal Katzman, thank Yal you. Yal Katzman's amazing. Thank you, Tadaraba. Thank you for all your help. Yal thank Katzman's you for letting the, us be part of this entire process. And congratulations on yet another successful Aliyah for hundreds of Olim. Amen. Just incredible and so unma- uh, so amazing. Uh, and so amazing and so uh, remarkable. Um, later this week, tomorrow we're with our friends at Rigavim. On Thursday, we'll be doing a Wednesday night radio show from Beit Meir with our friends from NCSY Cola, which you'll hear Thursday morning between 6 and 9. On Thursday night, Yom NCSY, including the Hachlasa Sefer Torah with the Cutler family that's going to be happening on Thursday night. We'll be broadcasting that on Friday's jam. You know, the whole world is in Cleveland, but we're in Israel. Everyone goes to Cleveland for all the activities that are going on there, and we go to a much, much better place for this week of broadcasting. Right. Why would I want to be in Cleveland when I can be here? Exactly. Yeah. And then at Yeshiva at Makarachayim this coming weekend, actually on Shabbos Ratamos, which you'll hear on Monday. The RNC is in Cleveland. Why? Who's asking? <laughs> and I'm not saying who's asking. I, folks, I knew that, okay, just in case anyone's suspecting. Right, it wasn't Nahum. <laughs> um, Monday's JM in the AM, which is the first show during our three weeks format, will be that conversation and uh, radio show that we're going to be doing on Sunday from Makor Chaim, a yeshiva in the Gush that has experienced plenty of challenges over the last few years. Achenab Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. And that will wrap things up. And there, as we played the Hatikva in the background, there was nothing like the Hatikva we just heard here among all the Olim, as the uh, Tekes, as the ceremony was coming to its conclusion. Uh, there's no better feeling than that. The collective Hatikva sung by hundreds of people at the Nefesh Benefesh ceremony. My thanks to Miriam Al-Wallach. My thanks to everybody at Nefesh Benefesh. My thanks to our entire staff here and in the United States. And our special thank you to uh, Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart for joining us as part of this broadcast, both here at the airport and earlier on the plane. Till tomorrow! Malcolm Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.